What's up, man? Motherfucking the barbershop, waviest podcast on the planet. From the hood, we're doing most good. It's your boy, Oss. You can follow me on Twitter at 10stacks. Lando, be nice in the building. It's your boy, Lando. You can follow me on Twitter at the Tackler 1711 at the Motherfuckers in the Barbershop podcast page. What's the deal? It's nice. You can follow me on Instagram at be nice two underscores and on Twitter at two underscores be nice. Um, NBA season has started. The NFL season continues, and we got a bunch more to talk about. But uh, we gonna start off with the picks. Lando, you was football guy of the week last week. Back to uh, back, uh, I'm on the cover of the lethal weapon. You happy about that? I'm you very happy. Your about home that. team got robbed for one of them victories. Hey man, some kicking field goals. Thanks, soccer. Score. Okay. Um. Seahawks at the Falcons. Be nice. They ain't played last week. Fuck did the Falcons play last week? Uh, they lost, they last, lost week. last week. But I forgot. Went to the played. Seahawks? It's Cardinals, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was like might have been two weeks ago. Falcons. Oh shit, I don't know. Falcons might have been off. Now they play Seahawks right now. Oh, Seahawks. Oh, the Rams. They played the Rams last oh, week. No, they played the Rams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah they played the Rams right, last week. Yeah. Then the Rams, you locked up Julio Jones. Seahawks. Seahawks, Seahawks everybody. Uh, Chargers at the Bears. Whoo! Be nice. Mm. Give me the Bears. The Chargers are real. And Lando called that coach a top five coach, too. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, mm. Mitch Trubisky should not be on TV anymore. Anymore. But I'm going to go to Chargers. Chargers have lost some close games, but they got to get one. Yeah, they fumbled last week at the one. Yeah. I'm going to go to the Bears, too, though. The Bears... I'm going to go with the Bears, man. Just pick the Bears to win. Giants at the Lions. Lions. Lando? This is really a tough one. I'm not going to hold y'all up. Um, I've been going back and forth with this all day. I know Austin's going to go with the Lions, so I'm going to go with the Giants just to be different. I do think the Lions will win, but I'm going to pick the Giants. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'm going with the Lions. Jets at the Jaguars. Be nice. That's tough. Because, you know, Sam Darnold came out and played real good against the Cowboys. But then he's seeing ghosts against the Patriots. <laughs> I'm seeing ghosts. But everybody see ghosts against the Patriots this season, I feel like. So, I'm going to go with the Jets, man. I think that Sam Darnold going to bounce back. And I just don't really believe in the Jaguars. Okay, Westbrook, get him back in there. Nah, I've never seen him. He's like Scooby-Doo, man. Seeing ghosts, he look bad. Um, he going to see more oh. ghosts. Oh. I'm going with the Jags, man. They say seeing ghosts is some shit that people say. Like, that's what that's like a, a known term that quarterbacks yeah, use. ESPN wasn't supposed to put that out there. Uh, they also said, up. no, they also said, like, usually if they do a mic'd up, the Jets have a – whoever team has got mic'd up, they have a representative in the booth to – Filter in what go in, what go out. And they said the Jets didn't have nobody. Like I no, but it, it also he was, told the truth. He was seeing ghosts. He played like it too. like an NFL rep that approved that. And they were saying, yeah. like, they don't normally do that. Uh, right, but NFL reps don't normally do I, it. I'm glad no, they but did. they were saying, like, even if it's a team is there, like, they would not even allow that. I'm saying, seeing ghosts, they probably didn't think it was nothing too big deal. You uh, know what I'm saying? That, that, was, that was funny. That was, that was funny, funny as hell. I was, I was asking, what the fuck is he looking at? Nah, you see ghosts, <laughs> nigga. You see fucking I mean, That nigga got him. But he was getting off my nose. So, wait, you got you got the Jets? Yeah. I the Jets. I'm yeah. my six cents. Until he get them ghosts to Ghostbusters. Yeah, seeing ghosts is glue. Just, damn, this nigga Westbrook is going nuts. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, go ahead. Uh, he gets a line too. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Jags though. Seeing ghosts, Clay's Campbell is a big motherfucking ghost. You're gonna be looking at. Yeah. Uh, Bengals at the Rams. 
I think Rams. I think everybody just you know. Buccaneers at the Titans. This is a tough one, man. I'm going with the Titans. This is my last time picking your bitch ass cousin. <laughs> nah, don't put that nigga. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks, man. My last time picking your your cousin. He's seeing it go through <laughs> zombies or some shit. Jameis can't see, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna still go with the Bucks, though. I don't trust the Ryan Tannehill shit, though. Like I. I was a Mariota Titans fan. I ain't no Ryan Tannehill Titans fan. I seen enough of Mariota though. They had to make a move. Yeah, they had to make a move. Had to make a move. Tannehill a little bit steadier. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say that, but you guys, Tannehill take a chance, even though he's no pick. A little steadier himself. You too conservative. Um, Eagles at the Bills. Be nice. Mm. I'm a big Buffalo. I got the Eagles. Mm, um, Lando, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, man. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills, the playoff Buffalo Bills. A lot of Eagles season might be over with. No mask later. Colts, Broncos at the Colts. The Colts? Yeah, I think it's just sleep. Damn. Yeah, Broncos, that's a bad thing. I don't know, I don't know why they want to play the young quarterback. John Elway saying not ready, but neither is Flacco. So whoever, I ain't gonna lie, they offensive line not ready. They yeah. should, they need to make some trades. Uh, Cardinals at the Saints, be nice. Teddy B ain't let me down, man. That Kamara should be healthy. Do fuck it, it, man. Do it, yeah, do I'm it. Going with Kyler, do it. Drew Brees talking about you want to come it. back and fuck up the gravy train. Do it. I'm going with Kyler, no, man. This is not gonna fuck up the man, team. Man, they rolling. Leave that Teddy in there. Niggas I hot. Say all that now. <laughs> <laughs> we hot. Um, I'm gonna go with the Saints too. Picking the Saints on this one, man. Panthers at the 49ers. 49ers. Ooh. Lando. He's got Emmanuel Sanders. Huh? Why would I not fuck with that? I want to pick the Carolina Panthers, but I'm gonna go with the Fortnite. Hey man, well I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the Carolina Panthers because you know what the Fortnite ain't really played nobody yet. Not they ain't played. Well, they played the Rams. That about it. They ain't playing nobody. Really and Jimmy Garoppolo, eight touchdowns, eight interceptions. He ain't really doing nothing. They don't got no receivers. He ain't really doing nothing. So I'm gonna go with the Panthers, man. Uh, eight interceptions. Raiders, Texans. Texans. Hmm, I'm gonna surprise y'all with this one. I'm gonna go with the Raiders, dog. Browns at the Patriots. Jarvis Landry, he committed himself to saying that they was gonna win. It's locked in his eyes. Oh, he said that? Yeah. He said, we just gonna beat them. We're gonna win. That's it. I had the Patriots, but I'm still going to the Patriots. (sighs) Baker Mayfield ain't gonna see ghosts, but I do got the Patriots winning. I think I'm gonna go with the Browns on this one, too, man. Just because they might lose, but when you declare something like that, maybe. Well, Doug Peterson said that last week. We're going down there and we're going to beat Dallas. And, you know, that you can't be guaranteeing shit. I'm not like a good guarantee, though. Only she she can do that, man. Not Jarvis Landry. Uh, Packers at the Chiefs. Be nice. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes playing. No, no, of course not. He 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 shouldn't play. He's not playing. I'm going to pick the Packers then. I got the Packers, too. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers. Matt Moore, what's the nigga name is? Matt Moore, man. That's his name? Yeah, Matt Moore used to be a solid backup style nigga. I mean, he old as shit. Nah. Uh, and then finally, Dolphins at the Steelers for Monday Night Football. 
They need to. They ain't moved this. Well, I guess it's too, too late. early to. It's too early to flex. Uh, I got the Steelers. At, at Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. I picked the Steelers there. Yeah, Miami, I had to pick the Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Dolphins, man. I mean, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers. My bad. I ain't going to pick them. And them the picks, man. Picks. Those are the, the choices that we have made. Let's get to some Lion news. So, the Lions. like, I, Oh, yeah, be nice. I got a question for you. Because be nice had a question for me a few weeks ago. That's all. So, be nice. Are you ready to admit that I was right about the Lions and that they're not going to make the playoffs and they barely win like six, seven games? I mean... We got cheated out of two games. I didn't Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm just giving you my definition. We got cheated out of two games, I would say. We got cheated out of two games. Then Cam Johnson got hurt, and the running back depth just wasn't there. Now, the one thing I will say is this. On management, Matt Patricia, whoever this needs to fall on, the changing of guards and that rotation is the stupidest shit that we've done all season. But I you were correct, but not for the reasons why you stated. I don't think that we had the talent discrepancy that you put out there. Have you seen that defense? Look, we probably have, like I told you, our linebackers cannot tackle. They cannot get off blocks. Our D-line is not putting no pressure. I mean, Same thing I've seen in the preseason. I told you No, that. but I also. No pressure. What, and I told you my no, secondary what, what, is what, not what that mean, good. What did me and Austin say, though? What? Mike, Mike Daniels played one game. And Deshaun Hand has Mike not Daniels. suited up yet. Packers. They cut that nigga. They on because he was not healthy. Bro, listen, Mike Daniels. Because he, he was not healthy. He He's not, he not healthy. He's not it. He's not play. He not. He's Trey Flowers. You guys spent fifty four million dollars on him. You should have gave it to somebody else. Man, he's not there. And as I told you, the secondary cannot cover. Matt, Matt Patricia. That. Matt Patricia. Yeah, yeah, Matt Patricia is not a good defensive coordinator. Why do you think they can't cover him? That was, that was after they were depleted. They is that or is that not their worst game today on defense as far as coverage? The Eagles game, they, they, they just dropped And Darius Slay didn't play. He didn't they play. What are you talking about? He got burned. Did he play in that game? He got the Vikings? Against the Eagles. I, I, just, the Vikings. About, I just said oh. that was their worst yeah. game. And then you said the Eagles didn't play. He played early in the Eagles game. And he got hurt. Yeah, but the Vikings game, though, he got scored. He got burned. Yeah, but I, I said that was their worst game today. I just said that. They got a few big catches caught on them. And say they were Coleman. I know, bro, they, they haven't been playing good. Justin Coleman has been playing great. Though Stephon Diggs was killing them. Niggas more round was broken. Clearly the whole group oh, just fell asleep that game. Are you good or you dope? What are you and talking listen, about? They 2-3-1. They pretty much eliminated from the playoffs because they got the Vikings who probably whooping um, – Whooping Minnesota, uh, whooping Washington ass right now, and you got the Packers who on the run. So they they pretty much done. They done, and you can tell by the Diggs trade was probably their best tackler, even though he hasn't been playing well. That's all he's been playing like shit this season. And he's probably their best tackler on there. They got him out of there. They need to reform, and they they missed on their draft. They draft poorly. They drafted poorly, and they need to get rid of Jesse James. I, I forgot he was on the team, and they gave him like twenty eight million dollars. So I I, know, I told you this was gonna happen. This is gonna continue to happen. I mean, I think moving forward, like a lot of people have said, Quandre Diggs, the writing was kind of on the wall for him. He doesn't fit the scheme. Why did they pay him that forward. much last year? I don't know. Do you think Bob Quinn know what he's doing, man? I, now I'm just being, I ain't trying to be funny. Do you really, do, does, do you look like he knows what he's doing? I don't think so. I, I think he got a scheme, but it don't always fall into place. And one thing I kind of talked to somebody else about, and this is not necessarily in line with this, but, like, on Fortnite, it's people kind of sometimes they run up ultra-aggressive and then they hesitate. I think that's what Bob Quinn does sometimes. 
he he plays the 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 border of where like we seen last year where he he traded Golden Tate, but then he brought back snacks. And it's like he moves sometimes in a manner which you would consider contradictory. Like he doesn't always seem like he has everything in line from the jump. I do think he has a scheme in place, and I do think he tries to be meticulous and well thought out. But it just comes off sometimes as that he's contradicting himself because he's hesitating but also trying to be aggressive. What you would see in a move like drafting a tease Tabor who a lot of people thought was a bum, but he thought it was worth firing that shot. And then on the flip side, drafting somebody like Jared Davis, who a lot of people would consider a bum now. But even then, a lot of people wanted other players. And, you know, like you said, the forwards don't really like the hostile players. You know what I'm saying? That's somebody this this kind of power here, and they, they won't make us make allow him to move like that. So we um we had the linebacker that we traded to uh, what's his Calvin name? Calvin Noy. We traded him for a fifth uh, sixth round pick. You know what we got in that sixth round pick? Brad Kaya. Do y'all know what that is? Yeah, quarterback. His mama was Felicia on Friday. Yeah, he's not around. Nice. It's just like see, it's, it's bad shit like that. Is it's why this is happening to the Lions? And I'm looking at his draft, man. Outside like Kenny Galladay, Michael Roberts, yeah. Trade T. Tabor, yeah. Jared Davis, yeah. Pat O'Connor, shout out to Pat O'Connor, Eastern Michigan, but he ain't there. Like I said, bro, like <laughs> he is fucked up. I think. I mean, why he, you ain't named Graham Glasgow though? That's the first draft, but we can go. I'm just saying, why you didn't do it? Taylor Decker's not good. Alshon Robinson, I'm Taylor Decker was good. Alshon Robinson is one of the best run defenders in the league right now. What are you talking about? No, he's not. What are you talking about? Miles Killebrew is on on the bench. Antoine Williams, not there. Jake Rudolph works on fucking uh, the Big Ten Network. Who? Dwayne Washington. They named that run the ball. I went to the game in Pittsburgh. They kept giving him the ball. He ain't even on the team no more. He had an awful draft that draft. He's terrible. Yeah, bro. He he, he sucks. He's not a good drafter. He's not. Taylor Decker looked great his first year. Bro, Taylor Decker's a, he's not shit now. He's not. He's not. He's not. I mean, I think uh, the Patriots, they do a thing where they they stack up on draft picks. And then, you know, because one thing you can't count on is getting every pick being talented. But they just get a lot of picks. So, like, eventually one or two of these dudes going to end up being good. The Lions tried to do it, and it's just not working for them. I also think Matt Patricia is possibly not a defensive genius at all. It's, at first, he shows stints, but, like, in the grand scheme, like, I mean, I believe teams average at least 20 points on us and, like, touchdowns. I don't even think it's I, – I don't, I don't see too many teams kick field goals against the Lions. They in the red zone. They probably going to score that bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Like, you take away – you take away the, the – even, even in the Packers game, you take away the – my man's – the ball flying off his face mask and then getting picked up by Justin Coleman, they probably would have scored on that drive too. It's just it's tough right now when you look at the Lions and you you watch the defense just play. Offense ain't look no better. The offense this is the best offense in looked a year. At least Matthew Stafford he looked amazing, but that defensive side of the ball, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you even you go back to certain games. Darius Slay was getting killed by Keenan Allen until he caught the pick at the end or. I mean, just last week, Adam Thielen probably would have did numbers on him if he wouldn't have got hurt. And then Stephon Diggs picked up his slot. Yeah. It's, and then I don't get it. Sometimes they move it around. I mean, even in the Eagles game, if bro would have caught, if they had a receivers out there, yeah. that game would have won. They Eagles probably would have won that game off a of field goal or something like that. So I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a bad look. It's looking bad for the Lions. I'm at the point right now. I think Bill Belichick does everything. He does everything. He buys the groceries. He cooks. 
He teaches everybody what to do. I, I'm just at the point now that everybody that come from him, outside of uh, you know Texas coach, he's doing okay. But that's because he got Deshaun Watson. Everybody that come from they don't they don't succeed on their own. They just don't, and they end up running back. And I think he's gonna be another one that that end up I think it, it's back. it's tough for me. Like I said, in a situation where I seen us in a game, we should have beat the Chiefs. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for carrying on extending the ball and and it's it's unfortunate in that aspect to where it bothers me in the statements that you making because I can't fight it. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have the evidence to show you that Matt Patricia or you know what I'm saying, if you want to say it was the the Daryl Bevel in the Cardinals game who didn't call that timeout. The play work, the original play work. So that's a win that we should have had. You know what I'm saying? We'd have been able to run the timeout. I can't argue that because it went to a tie. But I seen it. I seen us on the verge of beating the Chiefs, and the definitive points just scored. This, this, the difference maker in that was a fucking fumble that was a hundred and five yard touchdown when our fucking running back shit just went down. And also, when the referees was coming in to mark the the ball down, and because they had fucked up previously, they didn't want to call that down, which it should have been at. It should have been down. I can't argue that because it's not. You know, it didn't happen. But to say certain things like that to where it's not working, I've seen it be on the verge of working, and shit just didn't go our way. But I will say, I'm not in favor of us not having a pass rusher. And if that's scheme-based, I don't appreciate it. I don't like it to where you see other teams who have guys that are just athletic who get after the quarterback, and it's like maybe they're not the best or most talented people. I just like that better. I don't want to see a nigga back there with five seconds to throw the ball. It just don't look good. It's not smart. I don't know if that's just to be different or what scheme they think is working in this manner. I just don't really like it. Like I don't, I don't think that's smart at all. But... I still think there's a chance for them to turn this around. Just got to make the right decisions. And like I said, moving forward with the Quandre Diggs thing, it was tough. And right now, it might be one of those decisions that, that could bite them in the ass because he was a team leader. He was somebody that's pretty vocal and people appreciate it. And I liked, you know, I like Quandre Diggs a lot. But like I said, writing on the wall, he doesn't fit their scheme for the size that they want for defensive backs. And it was also kind of evident, too, like, Personally, I think Justin Coleman is playing really good in this lot. That's my opinion. He Even gives, in the Packers game, in the Packers up. game, yeah. Aaron Rodgers threw the perfect ball, and I think his morale was just down. That dude realized that I'm 6'5", this little nigga can't check me. And that's something that you can't really teach. The Lazard dude or whatever his name was, I seen it in his demeanor. It changed. Beginning of the game, he was out there looking lost. Those was like his first five catches. He realized, I'm 6'5", you throw this ball where he can't get it, I can go get that. And I think that kind of just played a part of it. I can't blame Justin Coleman for that. You 5'10", you fighting. He not the best corner in the league. And even still, Bro, it, people have came out and talked about it. When they talked about it, on the, there's no lockdown corners in the league. You just talked about yeah, Darius Slay. Niggas is wait. not that good, no, bro. Uh, no, we talked about that last week when we when the NFL had the round table. There's not been these. nobody since Darius Revis, realistically. Stephon Gilmore is not even a lockdown corner, truthfully. Yeah. And they say he's the best yeah, corner in the league. He's kind of steep, though. Yeah, but he's he playing the system where it's in the They just say he was the best one out the He for sure best corner But is he of the cut of a Darrell Revis. Well, no, but he, he is the best. No, player. but he the best but, right but now. I'm saying back then, I knew Chad no. Bailey wasn't getting thrown on. Yeah. I knew Darrell Revis wasn't getting thrown on. Right, right, right. I knew Deion Sanders wasn't. I knew Charles Wilson wasn't right. getting thrown on. There's no niggas like that now. Right. Unless you're in a system where you like, shit. But it's only. He got a safety behind but it's him. Really no, it's really no more of that. It, wasn't, it ain't really been like. It ain't even no guys like that. That's but, what we saying. I'm saying it ain't even no guys like. 
come out of college like that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, and that's what, like, the Bill Gates is diluted. They kept talking about Patrick Peterson. They're like, bro, can you name somebody new? And Bill Gates, I can't name all these guys. None of these guys play good to me. Patrick Peterson, he not even, he never really all that to me, for real. To me, he was because, like they said, from day one, he had to guard the best receiver. Yeah, but Patrick Peterson is very hands-on. Yeah, He's very yeah. handsy, though. I mean, right. like, he, he get real aggressive, and I think a lot of passing interference should be called on him. But, you know, if that's his technique, then it is what it is. But in that manner, like I said, I watched in the Packers game. I seen he punched the ball out, or he knocked the ball out on the, on the fly route that they end up scoring on the next play. Aaron Rodgers threw a perfect ball. There was nothing he could have did on that. And then moving forward, I think, Niggas Morales just kind of got knocked down there. Like I said, there was a slant route that he ran to get to pick up a big third down on like third and seven. He cannot battle a dude to 6'5". And moving forward, that's kind of what I was saying to where Quandre Diggs is even smaller than him. And we watched it in the San Francisco game. He cost us the game last year. He got called for that uh, passing offense or whatever it was when Tracy Walker right. caught the interception. It's because he fucking 5'8". You can't put a 5'8 person on a 5'8 nigga that run a 4'6 on tight ends. This fucking 6'4 that run a 4'5. Don't work. Bro, we, we, we've seen it be successful. We've seen it be. And, and possibly. You can't put him in that, that position. And that's that's on them. I think it's just tough. I think Quandre Diggs was one of those guys. It's like, uh, what's the quote? Hard work beat talent when talent doesn't work hard or some shit. Like, he that dude. Because he's small as hell, but and he was, physically he's not that like gifted. He was highly ranked coming out of high school. He was highly I mean, that's ranked, high school. He played in Texas. But I'm saying, he, that's what I'm saying. He was very productive at Texas. It's he got drafted as a six-rounder. Why? He got because they was losing. Because he was little as and fuck. No, and they was getting torched. Yeah, he ran a 4-6, like, and he was 5-9. He was getting torched back then, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, even though he's played good, and he's played above his level up to this part, like, bro, that's not the only reason why they, they having problems. No, I don't disagree and they with that. They could have addressed the secondary. They haven't been. They haven't been. I mean, and just a COVID, he gives up too much, man. Like, okay, and that's what everybody told me when we got him. Like, yeah, he can make some plays, but he give up a lot. He give up a lot, and he do. I see that sometimes he get a little loose with his routes. Yeah. I think it's tough too, though, coming from these systems where you're used to playing, man. Everybody. All the cornerbacks in the league don't really have to face that as much. It's a luxury when you get to drop back and zone. And I, I noticed that when you watch uh, the play that cost the, the, the Seahawks the game, when Russell Wilson dropped back and Mark, Marcus Peters just kind of dropped back in that zone, he was right. able to read. It's a lot easier when you're playing cornerback that way. Right. You can see the field. So the if it's scheme based. A lot of man, though. That's what I'm saying. It's not You don't have that luxury. So sometimes I do see him giving up yards because he don't have the backside. He don't have the help to see the field so he can make a play on the ball all the time. Yeah. All right, let's look around the league, man, because. Uh, Atlanta, the Eagles look bad. Yeah, they point fingers at each other. Uh, the coach came out talking. They're injured a lot and beat up, but some of them throws that Carson Wentz, he, he was missing. And they looked unprepared. They couldn't run the ball last week, and they got their ass kicked. What about the end of the game, though, when Nelson Aguilar just didn't even reach his arms out to catch that pass? It's just Like you said, the, the lack of morale, lack of, lack of confidence. They just they, they got whooped, and they, they were embarrassed. And that's and what the problem with that was Doug Peterson, who normally defers, asked him, you know, asked to receive the ball when he got the, the kickoff. And that just that just set it all off. I mean with two fumbles though. Back to back fumbles and they deep in the red zone. Yeah, it was it was over with at that point. So. Um What about it's a lot of quarterback controversy going on. Yeah. Uh when Cam Newton comes back, does he play? Shit, man, they hot, man. You got to keep homeboy in there. All right, so same question. When Drew, when Drew Brees comes back, does he play? Young boy hot, man. Drew Brees got to sit back and watch. 
That's that's just the how it go. I, I I think that those are two separate situations, and uh, simply because I think that True Breeze has shown a little bit more consistency, and I think that he would be able to be introduced back into the lineup a little bit more smoothly. Cam is already kind of buckled as far as the team leadership and you know having some some off the field issues to where his his consistency mentally and as a person within the organization is kind of took a hit the last couple of years. So I don't know if the, the team will be able to revolve back around him and then kind of smoothly showcase that we can be a good team with you at the helm. With Drew Brees, Saints is Drew Brees' team. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a different situation to where basically I feel like Drew Brees already had his footing. Like he was going to go down as the Saints quarterback until he retired. Cam Newton might already got traded anyways. Like he was already kind of losing that step as far as people having faith in him. Not in the manner of like Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston. But it was starting to the ties were starting to turn to where people looked at him a little differently. I mean, I mean, look, the Saints they undefeated with Teddy. They lost the game with Drew. I'm not disagree with he that. He didn't look good in that game. And like I said, Cam Newton he looked good up to last year to when he got injured. Once he got hurt, I think it's just a problem with injury. And like you said, the way he dressing and shit like that, looking like Whitney Houston and shit. I think all that shit didn't kind of fuck with it. But they on the roll right now. But I think both of them got to sit back and wait to the dude. Like I, I feel like both of those guys have won the job. At this part. I mean, but that's this is the only thing that I'm saying. I feel like you can agree with this stance now. You seem pretty headstrong in the statement that you're making. But to me, it's just like certain people, they have a certain level of like job security. Tom Brady get hurt. It don't matter who his backup should be. Like he, When Tom Brady come back, he should get his job back. Aaron Rodgers, if he get hurt, that, that he should get his. They were about to put Jimmy G in. Tom they Brady was. went up to Robert Kraft and said, hey, daddy, get him out of here. And they, they traded him. So, uh, it, it's tough. I mean, Tom Brady got his job because I'm somebody got hurt. There should be, yeah. But like Drew Bledsoe got hurt and they, in the middle. Drew Bledsoe of wasn't a top five quarterback. He was top ten during that time. Me and Austin had the same argument. Do you want the nigga that's the tenth nigga in the top ten? That nigga could be Brody. He they could be Brody. He won that first Super Bowl. They pulled Tom Brady out of the AFC Championship game and put Drew Bledsoe in there to win the game. Yeah. But Drew he wasn't, Bledsoe was a good he was a, he good, was a good quarterback. He, he wasn't top, top five. No, he wasn't top like, five. I'm, a nigga, I'm saying that like his job security is a little shaky. He's Big Ben to me. Big Ben get hurt. Like, if Mason Rudolph continues to win, next year, fuck Big Ben. Yeah, right. Like, that's that's somebody who's already on the teeter in that line. Drew, Ble- Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, these type of quarterbacks, I know what they give me. So if they go down, I feel like it's just your job. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, a person like Cam Newton is a little bit on the outskirts of that to where he already had some things that was kind of making him look a little fishy. You know, you seen the light on him, you're like, I don't, I don't know if Cam is who we thought he was. Or Cam might not be who we thought he was back then. He's he not that now. So, to me, his job security was already a little shaky before the injuries and this major injury, which has kept him out for so long. So, I, I don't have an issue with what you're saying about the hot start and them rolling. I can kind of agree with that. But I, I just think that my opinion is that they are going to get a job back to Drew Brees. Cam Newton is a little, little iffy. I, I think if, if they continue to win, they got to keep the job. But if they do lose a game or so, then you can. Yeah, or if he just struggles. You know what I'm saying? If one of those games, he come out, he throw a couple picks, and they're looking a little shaky. Because they've, they've produced Teddy's games in a structure that's moved really well for him. 
They don't allow him to go out there and get too pass happy, which he's never really been that quarterback anyways, but there's been a kind of game manager style to all of these games to where it went to, all right, we're going to ease you in. We're going to run a lot of play action. We're going to have to run it back behind you. You know, you're going to handle the ball off a certain amount of times, and they've progressively kind of eased him into throwing the ball a little bit more. So I think that did help him a lot, but we don't know. You know what I'm saying? And he hasn't been faced with, like, the toughest task right now to say, like, all right, moving forward, putting him into a playoff game, how is he going to react? You know what I'm saying? Because there's even times now where his fluidity has got better, but, like, the first two or three games, you can kind of see that he was a little stiff. Like, and I don't know if that was his hesitancy, hesitancy to get out of the, the backfield or, you know, if he didn't want to get hit, but he was moving a little bit slower as, as far as his reads on when he should probably step up or, you know, move out of the pocket a little bit. But, you know, like I said, progressively, he has gotten better with that, and I, I would give a lot of that credit to the coaching staff for kind of easing him into his role. Um, is, that, is that all y'all got in the NFL? I mean, looking forward, if the Chiefs don't get healthy, the Patriots might go undefeated and just walk right into the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, that's what I was looking, man. I mean, like I said, the, the Chiefs has to play the Packers this week, and they got to play Minnesota after that. And they saying that the homes can be anywhere from three to four weeks. That will put them behind, and the Patriots is going to keep on rolling, man. And keep making people see All goals. right, so the, the real question is, is there or for, a foreseeable way to end in this dynasty? Um, I, Bill Belichick just stepped down and retired. That's the only way this dynasty ends. So you agree that even after Tom Brady's retirement, yeah. that the Patriots will still be a dynasty? Yeah. I mean, they won 11-5 with, um, I forgot. Matt the, Castle. Matt Castle. They, Joe, Jacoby Brissett came from that tree looking good. Jimmy G came from that tree. And you can just tell, man, like he, he knows how to develop players. Don't get me wrong, Tom Brady is, is a GOAT. And everything he earned, I'm not taking nothing away from that. But Bill Belichick, he just he, he got it going on, man. He just he got he got the perfect system. He's just too experienced. But yeah, that's only how that dynasty is. So what can the rest of the NFL do then? Well, the the worst thing you can do is what the Lions did: try to copy them. You can't copy them. You got to be original. You got to see how the Patriots have lost. Like you said, you you got to be able to bring pressure at all times, and you have to be you have to have. Uh, you just got to be – you got to out-tough them, man, on the field. You got to be physical with them. And that's the only time we've seen the Patriots lose, and that's that's only how they, they can be beat. Um, I think that's pretty much it on the NFL, though, man. I mean – That's it. Nothing else to really cover. Sam Darnold saw ghosts. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was funny. Um, Julio Jones, he had a team meeting, and he said that Dan Quinn do everything for them. Now it's on us. He said that they got all the talent. Oh, no, he about to get fired. Yeah, but that's why he had that meeting. He didn't want him to get fired. No, he's going to get fired. I don't think – Julio Jones make a lot of decisions, but I don't think that's one he can control. No. The Atlanta Falcons are probably the most disappointing team this season. I would agree 100%. Um, like, a lot of people could think the Buccaneers. Nobody really thought too much of them. It's Bruce Arians' first year down there, and they probably, probably going to end up getting rid of James. You know, he ain't really been playing that bad. He's just been turning the ball over. That London yeah. game, yeah. That London game is just too much, but, like, he ain't playing that bad. Um, but, yeah, the Atlanta Falcons – um, and the Rams, two teams that it just look disgusting right now. Yeah. Um, at least the Rams making moves. The Atlanta Falcons, they just getting they get they know they got to sell a house right now. And I think when they buy week, like a couple weeks, might be Dan Quinn last day <laughs> at the end of that bye week. Yeah, a lot of players at the end of this year are not going to be there. So they're going to start moving moving guys on. So. Um. 
on to the NBA, man. This the league is back. This league. Um, seemed like that China shit was just uh, a week ago, cause it, it actually was. But they let all that go. Open the night came and went. Nah, they ain't show the NBA games on open the night in China. Yeah. No, no, uh, no. They don't fuck with the league for sure. <laughs> I'm just talking about the drama here. People were, you know, they just want the NBA back real bad. And uh, but now it seems uh, this is about the last team to play their opening game. So everybody yeah. else has played one game this season. Um. With one game being played this season for almost every team, Lando, what do you like and dislike so far? League wide. I like the I like the Clippers. I like the Western Conference. It's been very entertaining. I haven't really seen anything that I didn't like. I was a little disappointed in John Beeline and the Cavs. I thought they even though it was one game, but I thought they'd be a little bit more explosive and uh, you see more of that ball spread and three point. But the league has been great thus far these first two games. So. Shout out to the NBA, but the Clippers are a, they're a real problem, man. They deep. They got a great coaching staff. Kawhi Leonard is, is playing with the highest confidence I've, I've seen from a player, and uh, I think that's going to be the whole season. Uh, so far, i just been – I've been kind of entertained the way stuff has looked. Um, like you said about the Cavs, I just know I can see all around the league it's going to be a lot of trades going on. Uh, probably by like three weeks in, we're probably going to see our first trade. But it's going to be trades galore because a lot of pieces that people picked up in this free agency, they don't really mesh as well as they thought they would. Um, it's going to be a lot of chemistry issues when it comes to star players like the Lakers, like we've seen on court. Um, and there's going to be a lot of just role player issues as we kind of saw uh, similar tonight with the Hawks, except they star players kind of play better. But like down the line, the Hawks might not be as successful running out like five forwards at a time. Somebody going to want their minutes, you know what I'm saying? And to be a good team, a cohesive team, you got to have a better structure of dudes playing around. Um, but Lee Wide, like you said, the Cavs, they slow down their tempo. They don't really got too much talent. They got a lot of guards, and yeah. they really weren't going to be able to beat the, the Magic like that anyway. Um, the Nets look fine. Kyrie, I mean, they look fine. I'm not. They look fine. I think took 35 shots. Kyrie, Irving? Yeah, yeah, I know. I I like that. I think I'm fine with that. You got dudes. The thing is, Karis LeVert should take a lot of shots. Spencer Dinwiddie, he t- he he's taking a major step back. But I mean, he's really just filling in a D'Angelo Russell role times 10. So Kyrie gonna take a bunch of shots. Uh, and the Timberwolves not that bad of a team. With Carly Towns want to play good. I I think the only only problem is. I don't want uh, Kyrie playing like that because he, he hasn't been durable the last few seasons. And right. I can just see him, like you said, starting to wear down throughout the season. And that's the thing. They just don't want to afford an injury. But they definitely are enter- they're entertaining and exciting to watch. But, um, nah, I, he can't play that style of basketball. Now. And I think he only did that because his grandfather um, passed away, I think, a year ago that day. So he wanted to you know, do something special. But they have to get more ball movement than uh, that. I think that was just like a booty version of what James Harden do. And he went crazy, but like, I think like you said, he's not durable enough to do that for a whole season. And one of the biggest issues that, that comes from that is what we saw in Boston. Kyrie Irving, his game goes with his mood. So if he just one day get in a shitty-ass mood, then the Nets going to suck because nobody else going to be prepared to play. Torian Prince not going to be ready to make no shots. Rudon Kirkkick's not going to be ready to make no shots. Fucking 
All these other players that they got on the Joe Harris not gonna be ready to make no shots because you got a nigga jacking thirty times a game. That just don't seem like a good good way of hooping. And he did have seven assists, but it's just gonna be tough for him to manage that. And I think we're getting to the point now where we're kind of seeing Kyrie is not really a good team player. Like he's not really somebody who it's it's hard to develop the statement, make other people better, but I will have more of a better chance to say he don't make nobody else comfortable. Like you can't really be yourself around a nigga like that who it's go. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like now it's it's to the forefront where we see it. Like you can't hide it no more. Before it was like we would say I remember it was a crazy stat for like his first three years in the league that John Wall had more high school double doubles, I think, than he had his first three NBA seasons. That shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And people would say, Oh, he's playing with Tristan Thompson, he's playing with Deion Waiters, blah blah blah, all these other things, and it's like, all right, cool, but they're still in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like those NBA players out there. What do double doubles I mean that's that's he's a point guard. But John Wall ain't never really done shit. Yeah, but Kyrie Irving hadn't he hadn't been to the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. He don't pass the ball. Saying, John Wall never John Wall got niggas to the playoffs. He was the number one pick on his team. Right, he was the best player on his team. He ain't never been no deeper than the playoffs than But where's Kyrie been? To the NBA Finals, no. With LeBron James. That's what right. I'm saying. John Wall no, that was my, the best player my statement, Kyrie never played with. That's what my statement is, is that as him, with him as the number one. Which is Cleveland before LeBron. Yeah, but them teams been way worse. Nah, but it's still the like same. Like you're just team. saying, them teams is worse than the Yeah, Waiters at the time. Bradley Bill wasn't the best nigga in the league when John Wall was taking them niggas to the playoffs. It was him. It I was mean, John Wall was the best nigga on the team. Like a bunch of double doubles don't really amount for nothing. Right. It gets your team involved. No, look, y'all, y'all both like, y'all both making good points. I think what B nice is trying to say is that he, he just don't get to see. I mean, and, or even like, but that's that's what, what, if you want to let me finish out the statement, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown them niggas not weak. Jalen Brown just had eight points but he and not seven weak. rebounds. He's not weak, though. That's weak as fuck. Yeah, that's one lie. game. And they paid him $150 million. But that's one game he did. But that's weak. That's one game. He averaged more so turnovers than assists. You think he a bum? I don't think he's very good. No. Right. I don't think he's that good at all. I don't think uh, Jay Tatum might be yeah. maybe better than him. But yeah, I don't think. He a nigga that if you pass in the ball, you can get you two assists. And it might make the game a little bit easier. Jalen Brown, if he cut oh, two turnovers, apparently possibly, yeah, that's not a good nigga. He's he not a bad player. Kyrie Irving not a bad player neither. Though. I didn't. I, all I'm saying is, is he's not a top ten player as far as he not Steph Curry, he not Kevin Durant, he's not LeBron James, he's not James Harden, he's not even Russell Westbrook. But he's not John Wall. I never said that. I said the stat was back <laughs> then he, he wasn't getting the players not, involved. I'm saying, but he's not John Wall, and John yeah. Wall stinks. I'm not going to say that. John Kyrie Wall has a better, role. Kyrie Irving John Wall, if John Wall was playing with themselves this last year, they would have went way farther than they did with Kyrie Irving. 100% guaranteed. No. 100% guaranteed. No. 100% guaranteed. No, they would have lost to the Bucks too. They would have went won, further. They would have beat the Bucks. They would have won a game. They, they didn't they fucking they win. They would have went further than. Yeah, that's what they would have won a game They didn't fucking win. They would have beat the Bucks. They would have had a shot. I said they would have won. He killed the team with his move. That nigga turned into a bitch. He wasn't talking to nobody. And he's going to do the same thing to the Nets. I'm saying they would have beat the Bucks. No, no, they wouldn't have no, had a shot. They wouldn't have won no further. They probably would have won one or two games. They, they would have had a shot. They wouldn't have beat the Bucks, so it really don't. At the end of the day, that don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like beating the Bucks, they would have had a shot. Yeah, they would have beat them. I mean, they had a shot too. They played. No, they didn't. That nigga lost them the series. He killed the whole team. I mean, this nigga was not talking to people. He did. You can't play with a nigga who's not talking to you. All right, but makes sense. The Celtics just lose last night with a different point guard. Kim Walker. Yes. So that's a bad matchup. These other dudes kind of stink. No one ever said Kim Walker was that good. Kim Walker. The Philadelphia Sixers have the best starting lineup in the NBA. I'm gonna come out and make that statement. They have the definitively the best starting lineup in the NBA. I'm making that statement on record right now. There's no star. Who? Who better? Name one. 
I'm going to Clippers star lineup. Who's the Clippers star lineup? I'm going with the Clippers. Who is the Clippers star lineup, Lando? So you're saying the 76 is going to beat the Clippers? Ivan Zubak starts. He's just saying, like, they start, they're the starting lineup. Yes. No, nigga, they start lineup. He bet. They better than them. I'm not saying they're the best team, but they're the best starting lineup in the NBA. It's not there. And now, if you say five, yeah. a, a lineup, they're top five. I'm not going to say they got they the best five like, lineup. If Kim Walker would have scored half of what Kyrie Irving would score, they probably would have won. They would have had a shot, but Kyrie Irving had good I games never said against that he the was, last year. I never said that he. This, this is the problem, though. This is the problem. With Kimber Walker, he's a different style player, and he's not of the same echelon of Kyrie Irving. He's not as talented as Kyrie Irving. I never made that statement. He was being checked by Josh Richardson, who's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, and Ben Simmons, who's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Now, the difference in that game that would have happened would have been, as opposed to what Kyrie Irving did do, he could have had 40-some points probably. He would have still had a tough night, but he would have definitely had a turnover. He had no turnovers against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Playing against Josh Richardson and Ben Simmons, he would have for sure turned the ball over. 100%. I know. And Thibault is one of the best defensive rookies in the league right now. He's looking like he's going to be a lockdown defender. So the defensive aspect, it would have been a much tougher night. And that's what the Celtics ran into. I think I think Kimball Walker would have had a decent night against the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves not the greatest thing. Mind you, I like Josh Okogie. He's not the best nigga in the league. Andrew Williams was negative 27 in the plus minus last night. That shit is horrible. Like, that, it's not, not, you can't make no other stats no, around that. I, That's I, horrible. I, I give, definitely 76ers are better than, than Minnesota. 100%. I, I do get that. Now, look, they, they did look very entertaining. And like I said, Kyrie did put on a show. 100%. I don't think that's going to last up for the I just think he's a cancer. Cool. I think yeah. that a nigga who, whose mood could sway his play style that much is going to fuck up any team he on. But Except for a team that got a nigga that's a top five player on it. If you got LeBron James, it don't really matter. But they got a top five player on their team. He's not playing right now. I'm That's saying what I'm next saying. year when he plays. Well, we all know. This year. That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying we all know the Brooklyn Nets this year. Not nothing to really look for. No, I'm saying year. that they could not be in the playoffs if his mood just no, get he, fucked up. No, they're going to the playoffs. That's nice. Because the, Brooklyn, the Indiana Pacers are not going to the playoffs. Well, like I said, Brooklyn. We don't Brooklyn, know when they'll do. Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn was the seventh seed last year. Yeah. Kyrie, I, I think they'd be able to fight. I think he's probably going to end up getting injured, though, if he continues to play like that. If he could get injured, he's. Players like you just said, then when he didn't look as good as he's used to, he gonna take a role. He gonna take a step back. Yeah, the only person who might be able to eat properly is gonna be Karis LeVert. Joe Harris is not gonna play how he played last year. Right. That's just not gonna happen. Torian Prince is not gonna play good. More than likely, he's not gonna touch the ball. Okay. Rudon Kirkix might play decent, but he's not gonna play like he. Could. If a nigga is shooting thirty five times, I just can't see you playing. Obviously, that's opening night matchup thing. Yeah. They gonna adjust. I like, mean, but even like we can't put said, too he much. literally. Came out and did that only because his grandfather yeah. died on that day. That's a nigga with a, a motive. Mean, also, he came out with a motive. Also, they needed it. Without 50 points, shit, they scored half. I mean, but it's a whole different game. <laughs> <laughs> but if he would have passed, it's a whole different game. You, saying, you can't guarantee that nigga going to miss. I mean, Steph Curry passed. You said because they scored a bucket yet. Sometimes you got to go out there and get you a bucket or two. Well, they, like you said, they, they playing against an extreme, very extreme defensively. Uh, I'm just saying, game. sometimes if the matchup there for you, Kyrie, he is like Vinny the Microwave Johnson times 10. He going to go out there and get buckets. He's a role player. But I'm saying he's going to get buckets. His role yeah, is to score. Kyrie Irving's role not to his role not to beat John Wall. Because if LeBron James played with John Wall, Lost in the finals. In blue, but, but okay. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about. I mean, but that, let's talk about a problem because of I, John I got a question about. Ball. Okay, so I got a question about ball. Steph Curry. Don't need to score. Is Danny Age? Is he losing his touch with picking players, or are the Boston? How do you see this working out? Because I, I wasn't a big fan of the Kimball move. I mean, like, a lot of them, game, them draft picks. Was, a lot of them drafts was kind of booty. Yeah. And I think that they doing like a similar thing to what we were just talking oh, about. They got a lot of draft picks, and they just be picking niggas. You know what I'm saying? 
Because even you go back to like Fat Melo got picked, you know, rest his, rest his soul. But he didn't play in the NBA. Uh, Demetrius Jackson was another first-round pick that they selected. Point guard when they already had guards. He has not stayed oh. on the NBA roster. Uh, James Young, they picked top 17. He's not in the NBA had. anymore. Right. There's several different players who we've seen who we've had different situations now that play for the Celtics who just didn't work out oh, because they had some bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Draymond Green is going to the locker room. So yeah. Oh, it's over. The Warriors might not score point all night. Oh, <laughs> uh, we watching the fall of the Warriors right before our Kevin Durant's very eyes. Look at Clay Thompson on the bench. Oh, uh, all suited and booted, man. Clay Thompson look old as fuck. Yeah, he do. He look washed. These niggas look washed. Yeah, they are, man. It's like says a new, it's a new sheriff in town on the West. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, man. The, the Celtics they picks. Uh, I mean, Danny Ainge. He tried to outsmart. He tried to play for the future and play for current, and he ended up losing both. And now he just paid $115 million to a nigga who scored eight points last night, and he probably going to end up paying Jason Tatum $140 million, and they're going to be bad. The Celtics are a bad team. Yeah, I mean, but I'm like I said, they, they, they haven't played well, but I do think them guys and he are would, He wasn't willing they, to trade them, but he wasn't willing to trade them for players like Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis, whole, the narrative was already out there. He didn't want to I'm saying that. you still – you, you trade him. You get Kawhi Leonard for a year. Fuck it. You see what you can do. I mean, Kawhi Leonard. Kyrie Irving. He didn't want to. He he didn't want to play nowhere but L.A. He ain't say I don't want to play for the Raptors. I'm just saying though. You get your. You take your chance. You know what I'm saying? You, I, mean, I, I feel like you this, take, this pushing out a narrative. I don't want to play for your team specifically because I know you want to trade for me. I don't think I would have made that trade. No, I mean, like you said, he's somebody like, else. Maybe you try to go find somebody. He's begging on these guys to be to be a lot better. And hopefully, they can develop that. They aren't that now, but I do think they can be they can be better in the in the years to come. Uh, Lando, I had a question for you. Yeah. The Pelicans suck. Pelican, hey man, Brandon Ingram had twenty two points the other day, man. I told you I'd be a solid piece. Listen, now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you a cr- props. Yeah. If Zion would have played, he probably would score twenty five in that game. Maybe even thirty. Yeah. It was enough but room. But Ben Ingram would have scored like sixteen. Maybe less. It was enough room for Zion. I could see Zion being successful within that. Not the threes, right, right. but he would have been able to get to the basket easy. I think. Steph I mean, the only thing that we team. have an issue with what you're saying. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have scored that much on a consistent basis. I right. think what Austin is saying is like the size differential between game to game. There will right. be opportunities for him to exploit. Oh yeah, but. I still find an issue with he's not gonna average twenty three. Like, yeah, I don't see that. Maybe not, but I think he's gonna have a. I think he'll have a good year. And I, if he yeah. comes back, but, no, but the, the, the Pelicans suck. I, I had a problem with them sitting Lonzo down in the fourth quarter, and I, I gotta ask you why do coach? This is the second coach that did this, and I like um, basically I like the coach, but why was Lonzo not playing in the fourth quarter? I feel like the way Alvin Gentry was running his rotations was feeling based. Whoever was hot at the moment, yeah. Josh Hart was real hot. Uh, he can trust Drew Holiday because that's a vet. Uh, Brandon Ingram was also hot. Uh, he was subbing in out bigs from Derek Favors to that uh, Milos dude, and I forgot the other dude they had on the court. Frank Jackson. Frank Jackson. Yeah. He just he just he just rolled with the hot dudes who was playing solid defense. And then they went to overtime, and he, then he put Lonzo in. I, like, you and I think down the stretch, Lonzo he can't shoot throws, yeah. so it's kind of going. I think going that was the biggest issue. A guard like, that can't shoot throws. You can't consistently. Bank on him at the free throw line or the three point line. Nah, Jackson is shown to be a good three point shooter. I probably would have elected to have Lonzo play more right. because you cannot let Fred VanVleet score thirty five points on you. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you doing. That's true. You can't have Fred Fred VanVleet. He a good guy, he NBA champion. He is not a thirty five point nigga. But like I said about Kawhi, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He playing with a lot of like he gained a lot of confidence in that finals. He no, he also, no, yeah. he definitely did, and yeah. you can see it in his, in his blood. He's yeah. not a thirty five. You should just 
If you lose, you deserve to lose if you let Fairfax yeah, and, and, and I just feel like this, look, if you're going to ride the high, high hand, you got to ride the high hand in overtime. You can't put Lonzo back in the game. He doing no. jumping jacks and shit, trying to warm himself up and shit like that, took a bad shot. You just got to ride the high hand. And Lonzo wasn't playing bad. Yeah, that's game. the thing. He didn't, he didn't he play, play bad. solid. Yeah. He didn't play bad. And that's the thing. And that's what I'm talking about. It's going to be a lot of trades to see. Because J.J. Reddick didn't even play a lot down the stretch. That's just, they didn't have no shooters on the court down the stretch. They just look real weird. They got too yeah. many... Too many dudes on yeah. teams. A lot of dudes on teams, yeah. and not real players on teams. Where roles are thrust out. Cause you, I seen the Sixers run JJ Reddit out down to stretch the game. Yeah, they defense not going. His defense yeah. not going to kill you like that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you know what I'm saying? What's going on? The offense and the defense. That's what I'm saying. So it's like it don't make what they were doing didn't make sense. And the Raptors. They might not make the playoffs. They gonna make the playoffs. They might not make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. They look really, really bad. Your best player filing out of games, you look bad. I see. Look, I just think it was. If it, was it wasn't better night, they would have lost. It was. It was. I, I think that's the reason why Pelicans played a little bit up to it. Cause I hate seeing people get championships and rings in front of me. That's just the most irritating thing. I mean, but they stayed but, out there to watch it. They, yeah, but that's just irritating. That should just fuel you. You just want to beat them. Like I got to beat these guys. They can't get trophies in front of me. But I do think that as the season goes on, being that they are a veteran team. And being if if he can get, get keep up that confidence, he ain't gonna score thirty five. But if he can play with that type of confidence, night in night out, I still think they'll make six seven seed. What I seen through two games, and I I'm the thinking being like what I seen through two games, and I think being nice agree with me, the Pistons probably beat them. Hell yeah, yeah, I said that. the Pistons beat the shit out of them, like easy. I don't know because I don't know Pascal Siakam gonna do we that shit. Them, we swept them last year, so yeah, that's we, what I'm saying. We destroyed them. And I don't think the Pistons are that good of a team right now. No, the Pistons are a good team. We a good team. When we come back, when everybody come in healthy, we got this. And I, I told y'all the Pistons are gonna be fine. They gonna be fine. I think definitely if Blake. The Eastern Conference back, is so booty. Like a statement like that don't even. I don't think. No I don't think it's that. Like it's a lot of parody in the East though. It's booty. Yeah, I ain't gonna say it's booty. It's a lot of parody. I mean, like the Celtics is booty. Yeah, yeah. And I thought they was gonna be good. Oh, they booty. I told you the Celtics were gonna be that good. Well, nah, like I said, these teams is booty. This is our definitely when everybody get healthy. Derrick we don't know how the Heat gonna work. They could be booty. The I, Raptors I, I, look booty. I told booty. you the Heat was gonna make the Wizards booty. The uh, the Magic look decent. The Magic decent, good team. The Cavs, the, the Cavs is booty. The Cavs, what I'm saying, they, the Cavs is booty. They best players didn't even do nothing for the, real. The Sixers is real. The Bucks is real. The Hawks, I like the Hawks. Yeah, they play good tonight. The Bulls. Fact, I, don't, yeah. I guess the Raptors are going to go to the playoffs because I got so the Pacers bad. not going to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, think the I got the. I got a lot of teams not making the playoffs. And eight of them niggas got to go. So yeah. somebody got to go yeah, to the playoffs. The somebody done. I mean, but the Pacers, Oladipo could come back and then the team looks a lot better. They'd be better, but I still think the Raptors get one of them seeds. But yeah, the I Pacers, mean, the Hornets look bad. They beat the Hornets beat somebody. They beat the, well, the Bulls bad, but that's what I was saying. Too too bad. Bad. I, I don't think the Bulls are bad. I think they just got. A, they also got a lot of dudes. They got out of Porter. They got Thaddeus. They got two Thaddeus Youngs on their team. Uh, two Bigs and two point guards. You can't. I don't think Karis Levert. I mean, uh, like Zach Levine can play with a guard like Kobe White and play with a, a dominant scorer like Laurie Marketing. They about a year or two. While playing with two Thaddeus Youngs. They're probably about a year, a year or two away. <laughs> I mean, I think they, I think they go to the playoffs. But I don't think they bad, bad. And I, don't, I think the Hornets. That was like a one game. PJ Washington, Dwayne Bacon night that we ain't gonna see too many. We ain't gonna see the likes of those for too much longer. Nah, but the, these type of losses come back and haunt you. And Terry Rozier's. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta win these things. Yeah, I, I think the bag is out on Terry Rozier. I don't think he's good. I think he was good on the Celtics because Brad Stevens make a good co- make a good point guard. Damn. But uh, I don't think he's good. What will happen? Patrick Beverly just dove into that nigga legs for that loose ball. Patrick Beverly is on one this year. I don't think he think they're going to the championship. 
No, for real. They didn't go to the finals. I, I, I see that whole energy, and I read an article from uh, Lou Williams where he was like showing some of his teammates like his workouts from the summer. He was just kind of explaining like it's a lot of people out here who got like another ten to twelve years at a championship run. I probably got like three or four years. Like I really want to experience this. I ain't really had no shots at this, so like I really want this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can appreciate that type of effort from a lot of their players, and you know that's one thing to where we saw a certain level of scrappiness from them, anyways. To where it was people like Lou Williams who has been overlooked and like people you know continuously asking me he kind of got fed up with the question people asking like do you ask to come off the bench it's like no nah, who would ask for some stupid ass shit like just don't nobody ask me to start nigga I do what I'm gonna do and that's just the role that I've kind of been given because people think that I'm good at it but like I can start this uh, is just what people I don't, I don't think nobody questions that he can, he can start no nah, but like right, people like, people have kind of came up with the narrative that it's his suggestion like yeah you know I'm let me come off the bench it's like no nah, nigga why would I say something like that that's kind of stupid uh, I, mean, I think everybody want to start but think, people think, are more accepting of their role when they know that you're still gonna be a focal point of the team. Uh, hopefully, D Rose can, uh, can get that six man of the year if he if he continues going. But hopefully, he can get in the starting lineup. But yeah, that that'd be a good mix for him. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, the Clippers, they definitely uh, they definitely on their shit, man. I mean, I'm this is um, and I kind of see some people talking about this. You know, obviously, I'm a real life Warriors fan, so I follow a lot of Warriors Twitter, and uh, a lot of people kind of pointed out, man, that like the the demise of the quote unquote demise of the Warriors dynasty. Might actually started with Jerry West leaving. And, you know, it depends on, you know, how much credit you actually want to give him for the construction of these teams. But in parallel of what the original Warriors roster was made up of, top to bottom, and then comparing it to this, this Clippers team is one of the, the most complete rosters that I've ever seen. Like, realistically, to me, they don't have weaknesses. Outside of what you would consider, like, true playmaking style point guards. But given what we've seen in NBA history, when you have players as ball-dominant and skilled as Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and yeah. Lou Williams, you don't necessarily need that. No, you don't need that. No, that because the Lakers didn't have that in the early no. 2000 run, and several other championship teams didn't necessarily have a ball-dominant playmaking point guard. Just like a true point, quote-unquote. Right. But, like I said, just looking from top to bottom, this roster, like the only roster that parallels to me in the NBA with it right now or competes Damn. is the Denver Nuggets, and they don't have the same experience. Like, but the Nuggets yeah, have the talent. They, they, they don't have the same experience. Did they win? Uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah, they beat Portland. They look, they look really good. Murray looked really, really good. Um, he looked really, really good. Yeah, fast. I mean, just the way he looked, fast, quick, and go to the basket. I mean, he was, he was doing whatever he wanted to do. And like I said, and the, and the Portland didn't. They didn't play bad, but it was just they were just too much. I think it will give them niggas buckets right now. Yeah, you're giving them the work. Um, I think the Lakers roster. I think a fully healthy Laker roster, and if they can find a way, no, no, if they what? Can, yeah, listen. And if they can find what? a way, if they can find a way to kind of speed up the tempo with Anthony Davis, I think they them and the Clippers will be better. Yeah, seventeen backs to the basket, the most of his They're career. Play not gonna, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm I'm not. I'm just saying, top to bottom, that roster is not in comparison to the, the Clippers. I mean, no Kyle, you, get, you put Kyle Kuzma and Rondo back, that can kind of compete with, like said, Pat Beverly. Rondo? Rondo but, five years ago. No, but Rondo I grew not. up in a household where my father consistently, on a daily basis, told me Rajon Rondo was the best point guard in the NBA. He wasn't doing the that, best point doing that stretch. He was. Doing he that stretch. He had a year Rondo is not that same guy no more. He still, he still can he's make it. He's still a playmaker, though. Rajon Rondo is like Jason Kidd on the Mavericks or fucking Gary Payton on the Heat. That's cool, but that's a shell of yourself. 
when you're talking about the rest of the roster holding Go to Gary Payton on the Heat, man. Gary Payton didn't No, Gary Payton on the Lakers was bold. Gary Payton on the Heat was still valuable. I don't even remember making a shot that season. He was valuable. He still play hard, though. But I feel like 25 minutes of Rondo at what he can give you is better than, like I said, better than what Quinn Cook can do. That's what I'm saying. You're making my same point. Rajon Rondo is what? What would you say? Your fifth best player on the roster? Yeah. Who your sixth best player on the roster? Who your seventh best player on the roster? Who your eight? These niggas suck. Them niggas suck. They barely played straight, and I think Avery Bradley. What I'm saying at that okay, point is, is the gap enough? And da- whoever Daniels was, they probably should have played Daniels more. The thing is, Paul Daniels is better than. And that's what I was gonna say. If, if your mind, if the gap is that huge between LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and then Paul George and LeBron and, and Kawhi Leonard, that, no, that's what I'm saying. Said, the so then the depth no, at the bottom matters. That's what the I two think Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James are equal. Anthony Davis way better. But that's what I'm saying. I know Austin's stand on that is to where he believes that the gap is that much bigger. Yeah, no, so then, at that point, then, they, then it matters how good Avery Bradley that. is. It matters how good Caruso is. It matters how good KCP is. But then if you look at it and you say, well, these two these two people are comparable in the game, then it, it's not going to matter as much. You know what I'm saying? It has to be a depth thing at that point. You have to see what Rajon Rondo okay, can do, what Avery Bradley can do. Even with Kyle Kuzma and Rondo, while it was a close game for the majority of the game, it just started to break away towards the end. No. It yeah. wasn't very But Paul George didn't play. Game. He didn't play. And that's the thing. Like, that's like Kyle Kuzma... Like you said, eighteen point per game score yeah, off the bench play. Let's go home. Let's go home. But that that's they what had no bench score. It can be. It can be. That's they what I'm saying. But you, you talk about you talk about <laughs> cohesion. We're saying the same exact thing, but it's a different context. So you talk about in cohesion. Anthony Davis, they use that nigga like a fucking dickhead. Yeah, like it didn't make sense. They won't fired. But the biggest problem with that is is like people pointed out, the pick and roll with that team is going to be terrible because. Anthony Davis does not want to play center. It's not going to make sense. The the, not, the dynamics of the court spacing is not going to make sense because up top you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the pick and roll at all times. And it's going to be another big nigga right there who cannot shoot. No, but no, one really shooter really possibly. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be one shooter on the court. No, I, down, down the line, they're going to end up switching LeBron, out, though. They have to. No, they're going to. It's just, that's why it's game one of 82. Yeah. We, <laughs> a lot of stuff I, is getting big. No, the only thing that I have an issue with is that Anthony Davis has been so prone to saying he don't want to play center. No, he didn't play center, though. Cause he said, he even said, I'll play whatever. He Niggas said say that. that all the time. Yeah, he yeah, said that. Take a look, Javale McGee and Dwight. They ain't look bad though. Yeah, but that, I'm just saying the floor spacing is gonna get kind of clunky. That's the only thing I'm saying. But the the thing that I have when I'm talking about that, you have, and like Mirrors pointed this out several times, you have the perfect quote unquote group of players on the Clippers to defend a team like this. You have the Mo Harklesses, the Jamichael Greens, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George down the line, Montrezl Harrell. All of these people are six seven to six ten, can move their feet and are actually very physical. And all of them can knock down at least seventeen foot jump jump shots. This is the greatest team to stop a team like that because they can all switch. And like I said, it's comparable to what we seen with the original Warriors lineup where they had the death lineup where everybody can switch, everybody can shoot, and the majority of the lineup could actually bring the ball up. And then you throw in pieces like Lou Williams. I haven't even mentioned Landry Shamet. Landry Shamet was one of the best three point shooters in the NBA last year. KCP don't shoot. He don't make shots. Well, he probably gonna get moved or probably get waved. I mean, but shot. what are you gonna get for that nigga? Niggas can see him coming. Man, pick up Jr. Smith, man. Jr. Smith still ready. He said I'm in the gym every day, man. Pick up Jr. Man. I think it's just tough, man. And you banking a lot on the the the, the solving of what seems right now to be the greatest Rubik's cube. But I, 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 I do think that Anthony Davis. I, I do think once Anthony Davis and LeBron, once they get a few more games on their belt, that is gonna be a deadly. Because you saw what it could be, even with the back to the basket shit. Like if he can really. Perfect some of that, get a little bit closer to the basket. That's gonna be hard to stop. 
And they got a go-to post player. They can, if they can't get a three or can't get an easy bucket, they can go to him. So I think it's going to be a lot closer in the playoffs than, than what we saw game one. Even though it was a close game when they both had full strength. So um, I think that's about it with the NBA. I mean, it's I mean it's a bunch of teams going on. The Sun, DeAndre Aiden just got a, he might get suspended 25 games. It's all because the Suns won a game, man. They beat somebody by 30. And the league started hating on them. Don't even matter, dog. It's just bold. Uh, the Rockets look good. They lost. They lost, but they look good. I don't want to say that. I think they look good. I won't bank on Westbrook grabbing they looked better 16 rebounds. Than I, can, I can't even say that. They looked better than what I think most people visualize it to be this early. People probably expect it to look real, like, clunky and, here, you take it, you take it. They look real comfortable, which a lot of people have been on record saying because they're friends. So it wasn't a situation where James Harden is thinking, Chris Paul, give me that bitch. He's just thinking, Russ, all right, you do what you're going to do, and then I get it. But we did see James Harden have one of those prototypical, I ain't really make no shots tonight type of shot type of games. And it looked funny, but he had a player like Russell Westbrook who going to fight. And that was a good look for him. But the rest of the team just looked kind of weird, like, a lot of booty ass shots from Eric Gordon. Same for Austin Rivers. Too much Ben McLemore out there. Uh, Thabo Cephalosha played good defense, but looked shaky on offense. Not enough Anthony Bennett. Nah, he's not on the roster no more. Oh, for real? Yeah, nah, you know, hell no. Damn. But uh, good Clint Capella showing for what he can be. He kind of got exposed that he like only a rim runner now. Mm-hmm. He can't really do too Ooh, many other things in the game. The same thing for Tyson Chandler. He showed us some versatility. Just being healthy and looking a little bit youthful. Like, he still has some bounce in his legs. And outside of that, it was kind of like, I don't really know if they got the roster to compete with a team like the Clippers and Lakers. I just don't know if the talent is going to be there. Like, like I said, to me, I've always made this point when we discuss basketball, depth in the playoffs matters. Like, you, you do have to have at least another person that can produce consistently, and you know this guy will be there, especially in the setting right now. We've got back to this this grouping of dynamic duos and one-two punches. You do have to have a, a consistent person to step up, and they don't have the luxury of banking on an actual third superstar. I don't think that do matter in the playoffs, though. I don't never. I mean, I'm saying the manner of you have to have a solid eight rotation. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it'll sure. come down to, like, at least six. Six. The I mean, Cavaliers, I mean, when the Celtics went to the playoffs, they had a bunch of niggas. The niggas don't play. The niggas don't play. At the end of the day, come down to your star players. I mean, the Cavaliers had a lot of bums. Even too. even just last game. year, the Warriors wasn't the most deep team. No. They went all the way to the NBA Finals. The team that had the most deep team. I mean, they lost because they missed a star player. Yeah. If they had their star player, they would have no, won. No, Toronto was deep, though. Toronto did. They did play, well, 8-9. Eight, eight, Eight nine at certain points deep. I mean, like I said, but they the Warriors stayed in every game the without one whole started doing. I'm saying, won like, if that only gets you so far, no, I, at, at some point in time, forty eight minutes, eight niggas can't play all that. No, no somebody was going to have to play thirty five. But, but, but what I'm saying is, in your ten minutes, you got to be good. You can't just be out there like, oh yeah, we got uh, we got Jared Dudley in the game. Jared Dudley don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? For for fifteen minutes, like Jared Dudley ain't do shit. He probably not got fifteen. You got fucking Thabo Cephalosha out there. Thabo Cephalosha in his twelve minutes don't do nothing. You're like, damn, bro, you didn't do shit. Like even go back to the pizza chip when Mike James and Lindsey got in the game. Even for the they got steals. They did some. I'm saying like when it come down to it, LeBron James got to play forty. Yeah, but you're, but you're only going to play eight. Saying, but the, 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 role, the role players do got to come in and give you something. They can't come in and not give you. It's got to be, be a deciding factor when you look at a situation like us saying, you know, when we, sp- we spoke about this off air, 
Fred Van Fleet coming out and scoring 21 in some of them games with Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard only had 20-something or 28. Yeah. And Steph Curry had 47, and Quinn Cook had four points. Yeah, It's like, damn, bro, you couldn't do shit. Yeah, yeah, but like, that's that's, that's the that. Quinn Cook had four and a Kevin Durant did not play game. If Kevin Durant played Quinn Cook and have zero. It really wouldn't even matter. Be but, even, but like I said, a lot of championship teams say, like, the best player. They I mean, you, 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 you know, we had the first argument about Kyrie Irving. You spoke about Vinny Johnson. Vinny Johnson, his whole role I'm was saying, no, I'm saying Kyrie Irving role is like a Vinny Johnson. He's but a microwave I'm saying, that thing, the only reason you know Vinny Johnson was because he was a valuable bench player. Right, but I'm saying, saying he wasn't ninth was man on the rock. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't eighth okay, man. Okay, well, John Sally got you. Niggas talk about John Sally all the time. He played 12 minutes. Mark McGuire, like, you, you, your depth players, got they got to produce. And you got teams. But even still, even a team like James Harden or Russ Rushbrook, any minute James Harden on the court, it's just more they usage. You know what I'm saying? It's more usage for Russell Westbrook. And then when he's time when James Harden come back, that's going to bring down Russell. That's how you stack minutes. He got a pass, that. right? He got, too, a, pass, like he he got, got a pass, but it's like you really banking on him to make more plays than you banking but on Davos and Velocity. It's the same situation as three or four plays. It's the same situation as 27 missed threes. Them niggas missed 27 straight threes once. And they didn't have. Chris Paul didn't play that game. They were missing a whole guy. <laughs> they were missing a whole dude. If that guy would have stepped yeah. up, if your six nigga would have played better, then your, it wouldn't have mattered if he was gone. You know, but I'm also saying they missed a whole star player. But you player. do understand you need players to step up. But y'all also understand that that part that they missed a whole yeah. star player. But if you, if you had game. eight good niggas, then that would have moved to seven good niggas but even, instead of you having seven and now your eighth is in the game. But even still, they, none of them... Other niggas are as good as Chris Paul on that team. But okay, the one thing that's about, what I'm saying. When you missing, the, of course, when you missing the star players, you need you need solid players. Barbosa and shit like that. Barbosa scored 15 like, points that, or something. That, 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 right, but you had Steph and Clay. But still, but when, and then when and then when they didn't play good, and then when they didn't play good. When Stephen Clay didn't play good, they lost. No, that's not true. Barbosa has won them games. They, no, that game when they played the 2016 finals, that is true. Steph Curry uh, averaged 22 points. The 2017, that game won the bench carried them. You know what I'm saying? The, I'm, I'm saying 21 yeah, points. I'm saying the 2016 finals when Steph Curry and Clay Thompson that's played the same bad. That's the he's talking about. But they lost. And Clay Thompson had 15 points. But they lost the series. And they had them. But they lost. They know what they could have won. Steph Curry and they could have won. And you was out here on this mic talking about when I was like, no, Steph Curry ain't play real bad. I mean, you gotta hold them accountable. You gotta hold your star players accountable for stuff like that. So it's like, even if you got eight niggas and Steph Curry, if you got eight niggas and Steph Curry who averaged 29 come in there and average 20, you're not gonna win. Okay, but listen, if you have a 20 point game, but you got Barbosa or Sean Livingston have a 21 point game, that's a big boost. Right, but how often is it that a Barbosa or Sean Livingston gonna have a 21 point game more than Steph Curry? They need to. You need a nigga that's capable of doing that. But you also need Steph Curry to have 29. But he not. You need Steph Curry, and they all and they not always have 21. Who can you count on more? Basically, you just need the best niggas that you can get. Who you no booty niggas? Who can you count on more? You count on your star players more than than the 21. You need that. You need that boost. Of course, but when that, but the boost, but the boost know. in this aspect only comes from when your star players don't play their best. If they play their, if they play that best, if they play their best, you don't need the boost at all. Even even Jordan, he struggled against Sonics in the game six. The bitch, the bitch carry like you, you, it goes hand in. Hand. But no, you, you're not saying you need wrong, the bitch to carry you yeah. for sure. But I'm saying I'm you, saying you definitely would like your star players to play at their best levels of all time. Of course. Because at the end of the day, LeBron got to play 45 minutes a day in the playoff game. Nobody ever disagree with that, but it's a situation where I just don't think the talent is there when you get to a certain point. Yeah, like with that Heat team, I mean, you had the one game seven with Sean Bettier, or they just went off. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. I mean, so, guys, you got some unsung heroes. You just got to have people who are capable of playing and spot minutes to where you say, oh, damn, this person hit a big three. 
I didn't even know he was in the game. But he didn't stand out. It's like, oh, they finna attack him. When this person get in the game, if you do go down with an injury, you see, like those years when Kevin Durant was hurt at, for a series and then they come back and they, they still make it through. Or when Steph Curry got hurt a couple of those years and they still made it to the finals or they still won. Those type of things where you win, you win series with Sean Livingston starting because you had actual depth. Like the Rockets, I don't think that they can manage to do that, which is it's not perfect. I'm not saying that every team can, but I think the Clippers can. If Paul George don't play in the playoff series, I think they can still win. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's because But that's because Kawhi Leonard. They got Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell and Landry. They got all these guys. They never ever win last year against the Warriors. They won two games. They did the best out of everybody else. But I'm saying, still, of course, without Paul George and they got Kawhi Leonard subbing in, yeah, they're gonna probably win a series. I mean, but I already know that they got a star player. I already know that most of these teams had that many wins. Everybody. In the Western Conference until they got to the finals. They want two games. I'm not saying no team is going to be so impenetrable that, that all of their starters could get hurt and they're going to win. That's idiotic. But I'm saying if you got a team to where, let's say, a Russell Westbrook getting in foul trouble, what the Rockets going to do? Are they still going to be they gonna competitive? They're going to on James Harden, who got teams to the Western I Conference. I mean, Austin Rivers played hard. Play <laughs> I, I mean, that's what I said. To make your point, I think Austin Rivers can give them some good I'm Rivers, But I'm just yeah. saying... In comparison to what I see on the clip, no, 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 it's no, still no, tough for no. me to say got the, the same depth is there. Yeah. And even with the Lakers, you know what I'm saying, moving forward, I like Caruso. I like Kyle Kuzma. I like Avery Bradley to some degree. It just It's apples to oranges when you start to look at some of these teams. And I think the Rockets are a little bit behind. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think they're a little yeah. bit behind. I, I would agree with you with that. But, hey, like I said, if they stars can stay up, they're going to compete. But if you look at the, the, the rankings of, in my opinion, dynamic duos, they behind in that too. But it's like at the end of the I day, think Russell Westbrook is I won't say he's the worst nigga out of those six. But he bring the least to a so team out of those six top, in my opinion. Top duos right now. Top yeah, duo. Yeah, yeah. I would just ask them everybody else to start. I them. would say it would have to be Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Yeah, that'd be one. Because I can't say Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Simply because two, he cannot consi- Paul George cannot consistently prove that he is of that same cloth. But I think if you look at purely just on paper, right. what these people are designed as, two six eight two-way players that can average over 24 points. Paul George has a little bit more playmaking. They both have led the league in steals. I would take that. I would. would be, I still think that's number two, though. Or would you um, put Drummond and Blake Griffin? 12th. Well, that'd be in top 10. Behind who? They be in top ten. Because I ain't going to lie, they we talking about that depth. Uh, if Giannis Antetokounmpo got hurt, the Bucks stink. They're yeah, not going to be good at all. That's a, they don't have no depth. You know what I'm saying? If, if Chris Milton got hurt, they'd be fine. <laughs> they would be just fine. No, they would be. They'd be fine. I don't think they're not that. I mean, they got, and they got better depth now in comparison I mean, for that anyways because they, they do they have Wesley Matthews and Kyle Corver. Last year they That's what I'm saying. They'd be but fine. But they didn't have that last year, though. Last year they still had tall dudes and they had Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, but you think Tony Snell was the bone. He was one of the tall dudes. I ain't talking about Tony Snell. I'm talking about they had Elias Silver last year, too. So what are Dame Leonard and, and CJ, where do they rank on the best uh, best duels? They probably got to be five. Who, fourth then? If I had to go top five, it'd be LeBron and AD. Then it'd be probably Paul George and Kawhi. Then it'd be Westbrook and uh, Harden. And then, um, I mean, tonight I was thinking Steph and Draymond, but, I mean, they, they're they not really playing. And I'll still put them above a lot Draymond of people. back in the game. He is? Yeah. So I'll probably go Steph and Draymond. And then probably. Uh, Got a big-ass pat on his arm. Then probably CJ and, uh, and Dan. I think that uh, one of the things that's kind of halting this argument is like people have not having a definitive oh Ben Simmons and uh and B yeah 
They probably take Steph and Draymond's by then. That, yeah, yeah. that probably bumped them down to six. Then. But I think it's a lot of people don't have a definitive number two. When you look at a player like Jokic, he don't have a like I, Jamal Murray. I guess would be the yeah, fact that, but, but he's not. Not Paul Millsap, but he's not good enough to be in that realm either. Like, yeah, he is. He make one hundred fifty million dollars. He for sure good enough to be in that realm. Jalen Brown make one hundred fifty. The niggas get he's paid. He in their top two. That's, that's, that's he is in their top two. No, him and Kimber Walker would be their top two. I forget that niggas on the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he in their top two. I mean, but I, I'm just speaking from like a talent aspect of like not what your. I your think Murray talented though. I, 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 I really don't watch him too much. No, but I'm just saying, like, is, is he like better than Trey Young? Who? Jamal Murray? Murray? They about the same? Nah, hell no. Nah. They about the same? I can't say that. They definitely about the same. I can't say. He that. shoot better than him. Jamal Murray can dunk on niggas. I can't say that. He can't dunk on people. I'm just saying. <laughs> so you no, can't I'm say not, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that in in completeness of the statement, I can't say he better than Trey Young. They about the same. I, do you think Jamal Murray has a shot at being All Star this year? It's tough enough. He in the West. Yeah, in the West. I, I think Trey Young is a lock to be All Star this he year. He in the East. I we think he would have a better shot in the, in the West than Jamal Murray would. No, he wouldn't. He just had 38, 9, and 7. Jamal Murray has never had a stat line like Jamal that. Jamal Murray had 50 points last year. Has he ever had 9 and 7, though? Kyrie Irving just had 58-7. Yeah. Like, it's a difference between playing complete games. Jamar Murray is a scorer. I've never seen him do anything else. He didn't, I've seen him get a bunch of rebounds in the city before. I probably not 9-7, not probably that number And somebody sure. that's basically He's had like 51, yeah. Right, it's tough. I don't think Trey Young wouldn't make the All-Star game in the West. He wouldn't make it over Steph Curry, our Damon Lillard, our James Harden. No, our I West think West. you have a better shot. I think he just go. I mean, they both ain't got no shot. No shot compared. That's like Florida being the second best team in the SEC. I mean, they better than Alabama. They they both they still suck. You know what I'm saying? So it's true. Uh, I mean, Jamal Murray, he up there. He a good guy. Him and Trey Young are like right there. The Hawks would be fine with either one. You like Jamal Murray a lot though, too. I think he, hey, I think he's a good guy. I think for me, my argument that I had in my head would be that Trey Young is a little bit closer to being Jokic, and then John Collins is a little bit closer to being Jamal Murray. Yeah, but that's they do all for sure. That's what I'm saying though. But like, you get the, the stance that I'm saying. Like, we playing NBA Jam. You got Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars, and then you got like fucking. No, it ain't Jamal. It ain't Jamal Murray's team by any means. Yeah, but even talent. But if Trey Young played on the, he's a little bit comparable. If Trey Young to, played on the Nuggets, it'd still be Jokic team. Yeah, but I think that'd be better. That's what I'm saying. Like I think that Trey Young is closer to being what a talent. Like to me, how can I put this? I think they Trey Young and Jokic would be closer to Kobe and Shaq. And Jamal Murray is like Mike Baby playing with Chris Webber. Like, he clearly ain't as good as Chris Webber. Well, that ain't the best Chris Webber duo, though. Jason nah, Williams. nah, even yeah, that, though. But, even, but I'm just saying, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, the yeah. Mike Baby is clearly the number two. Right, right, right. You're not even close to being 1B. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. To where I think Trey Young would be a 1B. To where he just, add, like, he just could be just as dominant as Jokic. You get what I'm saying? No, like that, just, But that's my opinion on that talent level. I just think that Jamal Murray is clearly like a class lower than him. But, like... Austin, like like I said, Austin likes Jamal Murray. Like, no, I was, issues with Jamal Murray. That was different, though. I just think Trey Young is a lot. Like, Yoki, for I sure. I remember watching Jamal Murray. What I said the other day. He, he, no, he's talented, yeah, for sure. He, he, I just, maybe I'm caught up in the hype. I just think Trey Young is a transcendent talent. Trey Young is good. Yeah, but I think he's he a transcendent talent. Like, I think he's going to be. I think if he played on the Nuggets, he wouldn't have probably as many assists because they ball handlers the center. Yeah, for sure. He probably score a good amount because he can shoot threes. But Jamal Murray can shoot threes. Yeah. Not a bad shooter. He can dunk. He can score. They, they, to me, they similar. And they had top probably one of the top duos right now. Yeah, yeah, it's top duo. Right um, Vucevic, Aaron Gordon probably towards the bottom of duos. Yeah, that's Ugh. a good. One. That's, that's a bad. good one. 
I mean, from talent wise. Hey, Gordon just had eight points. We talking about eight points. We ain't eight eight points. Points. Yeah. We talking niggas eight points. You got to bring his game up. Yeah, hey, I picked him in the league. Yeah, look, I man, I love Dan Gordon. And it's unfortunate. Austin had said something to me one time about him just having a, a visual of him having an idea of what he likes in his life. And I realized I just like bad college teams, bro. <laughs> I just started to realize that. Because Arizona don't produce good players. They don't. Bad guys. Give me the reasons, right? That was 20 years ago. And they had Stanley Johnson too, man. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, Aaron Gordon, Derek Williams. All these booty ass niggas. Derek Williams, I forgot. Now, I loved all four of them niggas. Them all four niggas, I appreciate it. So I I just think I got to the point where I started to grasp even Syracuse. Syracuse to put out some booty niggas. Oh, of course. Because even now, I'm looking at Deion Waiters got suspended for the first game of the season because he was kind of upset about his role and that the rookie was kind of passing him up and all these other players are getting touches. And I kind of just see so many parallels between him and Carmelo Anthony. That team don't got to do a... They don't. I mean, he, it could be Tyler Hero, but he's too young. Yeah. It could be Gordon Dragic, but he's too young. Ain't gonna lie, man. The Pistons do a Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose. Fuck the mother niggas. No, man. Drummond playing good. He played good game one. He played all right today. Yeah, like four big niggas going at him. And if you take him out the game, then you got Thon Maker getting taken to the bucket yeah, by fucking uh, Jabari Parker. I kind of had a talk with bad about Thon Maker a little, little earlier with somebody, man. Uh, they probably going to move him. Some, some of course. Maker is going to be out the league. Yeah. Very soon. So. He yeah. plays too well. He can't shoot that well. He can't defend at all. Yeah. He doesn't grab. I think Thon Maker exposed uh, A- that he, he was underdeveloped as a player and he probably should have went to college. B, this is a little bit more controversial. He probably older than what he actually saying. Of course. And C, this is essentially Darko Milicek-esque to where he got drafted off of, and me and Austin seen it live, he looked nothing like his highlight reel. Yeah. Nothing. And I think a lot of people got caught up in that. Because what we watched, he wasn't nowhere in there. And Josh Jackson sucked. Yeah, when we watched Josh Jackson. Jackson. Josh Jackson bust his ass. Well, Josh, to me, in high school, Josh Jackson looked good. He did. Yeah. He looked good in college, too. Yeah, college but that's good. that's just the, the more of what I'm saying to where we see players now. Like, how many players from overseas offhand that you can think of that get drafted and don't do shit in the NBA? A Dante Exum-style player. Like, all these people who... Frankly, do Emmanuel Moody account? No, nah, but Emmanuel Moody is actually not bad. But it, it it is essentially the same the same mindset though, because he did play overseas, and people give the benefit of the doubt of oh, you only play so many minutes, or you play in a system where they don't allow so many. Because like my cousin plays overseas now, they only allowed to have so many American players on, on oh, different shit. teams. That's so you get in those type of situations to where you see that. And you see a Frank Nilakina not doing shit in the NBA. A Dante Exum not doing shit in the NBA. All these different players. And I think Don kind of fits that build of somebody who was underdeveloped and played in a weird setting to where people thought he was a lot better than what he actually was. Right. And it's kind of coming back to bite a lot of people in the ass. I mean, well, the Bucks more so than it is the Pistons because he kind of just was like a throw-in for us. You know, it wasn't necessarily like too much. But cause we made our own mistakes. You know what I'm saying? We got rid of Stanley Johnson and we got Don Maker. But... Uh, the, uh, the Stanley shit. Uh, yeah, Nick Nurse won't play that nigga. So the writing is on the wall with him. But it's it's unfortunate. Like I said, now to where we see that, and next year might be another year that I've seen a lot of uh, mock drafts to have a lot of foreign players coming over, and especially now with RJ Hampton and Lamelo Ball being overseas. Hey, Lamelo, he was number one, right? A uh, possibility. Yeah. No, Lamelo's gonna be an amazing player. Yeah, I'm 100 percent banked in on that. Um. 
I think the one thing that we can gain or garner from the ball dynamic or dynasty or family, you know, however you want to look at it, is that he is essentially the perfect son. And I mean that from a basketball standpoint. Because LaMelo has the most size, which is a step up from Lonzo. He has the shooting of Jello. And he has semi-IQ of what Lonzo is. Lonzo Ball is, if you had like a high school team or a rec team or like a church league team or something along those lines, he's a perfect player. Like he is not, like he is, and it's hard to make the statement, but prototypically, like what I would assume a coach is looking for, he is the prototypical basketball player. Right. If you ask a coach what they want out of somebody, it's Lonzo Ball. Right. Lonzo Ball is going to play hard. He's going to play defense. He's going to make the right pass. He's going to keep the tempo, kick the ball up, especially coming from like a, a perimeter player. He's going to do all of those things. The dynamics of an individual is where Lonzo gets lost because he doesn't really have a lot of beast in him. He's not like a dominant personality. And then also losing that, he doesn't have the same individual will to want to be like, I'm going to score 40 points or I'm going to score. You know, like he doesn't have that type of, I don't want to say selfishness in him, but he doesn't have that mindset. Right. LaMelo Ball has all that. And he also has the opportunity to be the prototypical player because I've been watching a lot of his highlights from him overseas. LaMelo ain't taking a whole bunch of stupid-ass shots. He passing the ball. He moving the ball around. He's being selected with his looks. He looks like he's grown as far as like his strength and athleticism. I seen uh, yesterday he played against RJ Hampton's team. He had like a putback dunk. It was crazy. I just see like the the cylinders is crazy for Lamelo Ball in my opinion. Right. Like he should be a lot for a number one pick. And I think whatever organization gets him is going to have a stud, like a real life crazy talent that could mirror what we see the hype with Zion Williamson being. Because, like I said, this to me is like what we see kind of with different families. Like, you know people in the hood and you're like, man, their older brother was a good player back in the day. And you're like, the middle brother's a decent player. And then, like, the baby is just like, man, he's like, this this guy is just amazing. So, I I think that's one of those things that we just kind of see happen right here where it's like, it all worked. Everything that we we fought for, all it took was one. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what you're seeing right now to where – I seen some stuff. I don't really watch the, the Facebook show that they got, but I know Jello is going. He went down. He going down to New Orleans to live with Lonzo, and uh, I think he gonna work out and stuff like that. So he trying to get back in the basketball regimen and shape. And I wish the best for him. You know what I'm saying? Because realistically, I got nothing for love. You know, but love for that family, especially the sons. Levar kind of rubbed people the wrong way, and he put the worst expectations on Lonzo. And I've kind of seen, like, on the Knucklehead show, uh, Darius Miles and Q Rich, they was talking to uh, Kevin Durant about that. And he said he kind of had to take a step back because his expectations was based on what LeVar was saying. And he didn't really realize what type of player Lonzo was. And I think that's a lot of what people are coming to grasp with to where people are kind of down on Lonzo. And it's like, he ain't never really played bad. Like, Lonzo Ball has never really been a horrible player. It's just kind of not what his father promised. Right, right. And I think now, like I said, with LaMelo coming into his own, this could be the thing that writes the ship. And I hope that they execute properly. Uh, previously, I, I know I've been on the podcast talking about I, I had a big issue with them not taking a major shoe deal out the gate. Because I, I just thought that you, you ride out your rookie wave, you get as much money as you can, and you funnel that into your business afterwards. And where you see players, and this is not necessarily them funneling, but you see Steph Curry going under armor and being a face. You see Clay, uh, Clay, going, Clay Thompson going to 
to Anta being the face. You saw Dwayne Wade being with Jordan and Converse, all these different companies that weren't able to mask him correctly, and then he's the face of Lee So I just think you gotta you gotta take the building steps to get your security first. Like you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you do gotta go out on a limb, but that just didn't make the most sense to me, especially with the uncertainty back then of what Jello and Lamelo are. So now I just hope that they make the right decision, man, and they take that guaranteed money, which definitely they're probably gonna have to do because Triple B's is kind of done. But I, I think that that's just the best case scenario for them. And even like now, I've seen some footage of like the guy Alan Foster. He put out like some film saying that Lonzo got a, a, a secret tear in his ankle. I don't know if you've seen that, but he like was standing like a blue screen. It was like oh, crazy. Yeah, he like, yeah, man. When Lamelo was in Ohio, he was inspired. I had some some doctors that I got cool with, and we flew Lonzo out, and they found the tear in his ankle. We got a ligament tear, and like he hiding it from the Pelicans and all this. And, like guarantee y'all, like they was trying to blame it on the Triple B shoes. It wasn't the shoes, man. Guarantee y'all, his ankle <laughs> get hurt this season. Yeah. So it's just crazy, man. But I hope they can get past all that stuff. Yeah, they really get away from that dude, but. Uh, anything else in basketball? Or? I mean, no, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, we got 70, 80 more games to go. So. Yeah, we've only seen the, this the beginning, man. I think the biggest thing that I can take away from it is just one thing to piggyback on Austin. Words is like, everything just look weird. Like, it's, it's just so many people that I, I kind of feel like I know this nigga got tr- get traded. Somebody got to get moved. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch a lot of these games, just like, this don't look like it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Even from some of the best teams, it's still feel like, man, maybe a piece is missing. And even like you said, we watched the Lakers and KCP was ass. So it's like, man, what y'all going to do with this nigga? Is he going to play the whole season? Man, he can't play the whole season. <laughs> this nigga sucks. So it's just kind of tough looking at the game right now because we just know there's so many pieces that got to be moved. So I do got an entertainment question. So I also probably, probably well, you probably heard about it. So Charlamagne interviewed Gucci, man. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah, you seen it. And pretty much. Gucci uh, man said some real shit in that, man. Yeah. Just put his ass in the ground. We need to be. Yeah. Try me. He called, <laughs> he said, fuck Angela Yee. He said all that. Yeah, which I, listen, I believe the story. I believe that she was throwing it at him. She didn't say no. I seen that. I don't think, I don't think that's what was happening, though. No. I think she was a young radio personality, and she played into a bait. She thought, because even now she got like the sex talk show where Tank was That was the same show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so she like got the same the same type of thing to where I think that's just what the show is about. I don't think she's necessarily flirting with Gucci. But he but said you, she was sending him text messages. Yeah, I, well, I, don't know, I don't know about that part. And, and I, I believe that. And I, I'm not going to say that I got an issue with uh, with Gucci like to, to say I, I don't believe him or do believe right. him. So it's it could be some truth to that. But the on-air stuff, I think that was just for the shows. But she tried to play. Like, I ain't going to lie. That was on a little weird though. No, nah, but it's a sex show. And no, she, the other the no. shit from long ago, yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah, it was she, was she was talking about deep and all that type of stuff. But I didn't like like when he had brought it up and she was like, "Ugh, why would yeah. I do that?" Some shit like, "No, don't don't do that." And this is this honestly is the best Gucci. Gucci yeah. look like a normal right now. This so it's clone. like, yeah, I don't know. My nigga ain't like that either, man. Everybody said I'm a clone and shit, man. They copying my swag. That's what a copy clone. everything I do. That's what a clone would say. <laughs> he sounded real clony in that interview too. Clone. But what's Charlamagne wrong for doing the interview? And yeah. Charlamagne, do you think Charlamagne, he was cool? Charlamagne, if Gucci Mane was in here and he had, a, he said he like beat your ass or something like that, I, I would have had to say something to him. All right. I, you can't work with them dudes every morning and then let them talk crazy about them right in your face because they just make you like a big dick sucker. Yeah, yeah. I, I took it as like Charlamagne was trying to get the interview out. Right, so it's like, I feel like as a journalist or reporter, sometimes you, you don't want to be too aggressive in your statements because it might make somebody close up. 
Like that's the how I took you. I like, mean, you want the truth? If I be like, man, you you can't say that. Then nigga, like, oh man, what the fuck you mean? Like then it's gonna it's gonna cause more it friction even, in the. You ain't gotta do it. Like then you can't say that. But it's like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like you can yeah. make a little off comment, like, oh, you know. I just think like because that's like it's clearly his man's like he not gonna act like that he's not his man's but shit look like you yeah. not my man's if you let a nigga talk crazy and and like, it, it looked like he was supposed to go on a breakfast club he said he got banned they said he didn't Angela he just didn't want to be a part of it just didn't want to do it and Envy said no I think as a group if your members are saying no we ain't fucking with it you kinda gotta say nah I mean Wait, or get their permission also to on the flip it. side too, I would've done it if you, you do say turn it on back, I think the Charlamagne did make a stand this like I don't think he won't Gucci band. Like I think he think that is kind of bad. But that's what I'm saying yeah. to where you got a situation like Gucci said, you knew that nigga wasn't gonna come. You knew Envy wasn't gonna come. Yeah. So I feel like Charlamagne's like I didn't interview anybody, nigga. I don't you know what I'm saying? And I feel like in the aspect of he can respect ye for not going. Right. But it's like I'm still gonna do my business. But I think Charlamagne doing this and not to you see that everybody else is starting to get their interviewing game up. Yeah, for sure. Joe Budden got the that's what I'm saying. I think this is the end of the Breakfast Club. How many times yeah. have I came on here and said, Austin, no, I, I, them other two niggas is worthless. Yeah. They worthless. But they should have been with so long. Like you said, she got her thing going on. Uh, and then she can have her lane. But how many times has she came on there. on there and not said shit? Yeah, there's been a lot of been a few. Nothing. She chime in every once in a while. And it's always awkward. And nigga, she say something as a bat. Hey, mind is playing his like a dickhead right now. Yeah, <laughs> he just jacked up a long two. He just man, jacked he, up a crazy I three. Think he just kind of figuring his way right now, man. No, no Clay can just do it. No, he looking wild. No, he losing his mind out there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no Clay, so he just somebody got to take like, him. Damn. I mean, the shot was winding down, but that shit just was ugly, bro. I right, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they just he kind of see the writing on the wall with like right. the, the original question. It's like this the end of the Breakfast Club. I think that the Breakfast Club had been an entity and people saw it as a certain thing to where you see like certain people come on there and be like, no, nah, I'm a prepper for y'all. Like this the Breakfast Club. Like you say, you got so many other podcasts now that you don't really have to do that shit. No, nah, like I said, it, 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 everything comes at the end. Every morning show that had that slot from Russ Hart or Ricky Smiley, Steve Hart, like you just start. And they kind of be dick sucking too, like to a degree where, you know, like like Gucci said, it's a time where maybe he not banned, but they turned out interviews. Like yeah, niggas yeah. calling, hey, we trying to get up there and it's like, nah, you ain't really hot enough to where yeah. it be random ass interviews where it just be like a realtor or like a, a well, doctor or I think shit. it's getting to the point now where people just turn them down. Like, <laughs> like, like you said, they, they just have all these random ass random interviews, interviews and it be times where it's like Charlemagne in here, so this ain't even a respectable interview. Yeah. You get interviewed by DJ and me and Anthony Yee. It's the times where, like you said, it be like, Charlemagne and Yee or Charlemagne. Yeah. So it just yeah. be split off to where it's like, split this ain't even some shit that I would click on. Nah. If it ain't the full trio, because at least a nigga probably gonna argue with Envy or Envy gonna say some weird shit where they like, nah, I don't really fuck with that. And then it's like, Angela Yee come in with some awkward shit where she always seemed like she playing a back burner and she just piggybacking off of a statement. Like, oh right, yeah, right. you said this. Well, how do you feel about that? Like, I just told you I felt about that shit. Why you even asking that? It's just been too many times they only got checked on there a few For times. Sure. Multiple times. It's just... It's, I think it's the end of I mean, but, you know, like you said, the only real personality on there is Charlemagne to where yeah. it's like he can survive Fred or start calling him a bitch-ass nigga. But like you said, he had his own podcast, Brilliant Idiots, that failed. But I think this interview on Lane, that's a good line for sure. I think, I think even even with that, though, when it, when was that podcast? That was like a few years ago. That's I think that like he, was, he was probably a little ahead of the curve. I think the podcast game is, is so open right now. It's like, like you said... Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Anybody who load up pretty much just kind of catch a wave if you got the right name right. and you can get the right content to people around you. 
Even the fucking Knuckleheads. The Knuckleheads is one of the best podcasts out right now. Very good podcast. Very funny podcast, too. And they get people that's open and willing to come talk, and it's real shit. Even, I mean, like, to be honest, as far as, like, the content stuff, and we talk about sports, but it's like, I don't even think I mentioned on the on the podcast yet. Bleacher Report is amazing. Like, the stuff they did with Supreme Dreams, they just did some other stuff, like, like Mike and Kawhi. Vick, the Michael Vick type shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they do all these different things as far as creating content, or even, like, we got to see the real stories when person are telling us about blowing Golden Tate shit in. Like, yeah. that's amazing content to where it's like, you got people who are willing to be open with you, and then you also got these ideas. Even fucking Kevin Durant just eating that snake with Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka got a, a weekly show where you got niggas eating nasty shit. Like, that's just good content. And, like, I see... So many avenues for content where the Breakfast Club ain't really it no more. And even previous to the Breakfast Club, I remember fucking high school in my first year of college just being on my laptop on YouTube World Star Breakfast Club. Like this yeah. is what I'm watching. I don't do that shit no more. Yeah, exactly. World Star is dead. Like niggas don't have to go to World Star for nothing. Nothing. That's a good thing. You don't have to go there for nothing. I remember. Oh, it's a new fight on World Star. It's it's a new music. I, Literally, most of the uh, rappers that are now current, I found on Worldstar. I remember literally NBA Youngboy. He had a song called Kicking Shit. Only reason I clicked it because the nigga name was NBA Youngboy. I'm like, that's a dumbass name. I listened to him like, oh, that's cool. When found this mixtape. So, several artists that got on through, through Worldstar, that shit not even cool no more. You can't even go on there to do that type of shit. So, I think it's just a, a changing of the fold. Well, like you said, the podcast game is good. And he's starting to see people like Button become respected. You know what I'm saying? Even with fucking um, academics, they shit ain't popping no more. Nah, that shit trash. Uh, T.I. got a podcast. T.I. got a podcast. He be cutting people off in the interview. It's real sloppy. It's getting better, but his shit is like real sloppy. I seen people listen to it, but I ain't never. Yeah, he, he's like cutting out people off their word. I always like Dream Champs. That's a good podcast. I like ours. I got a question for you guys. 13 movies coming out this weekend. I'm seeing zero. You're not seeing none. I'm when, okay, when so did Gemini, Gemini Man came out a week ago? It came out a few weeks ago, but we ain't talking about Gemini Man. All right. Not, all right, Black and Blue, going to see it. I might go see that just because I've been asked to go see it, so I might go see it. Lighthouse, are you going to see that? No. Uh, Girl on the Third Floor. Of course not. Uh, The Kill Team. Hell no. What the fuck is that? Uh, farming. Nah. Frankie. Nah. Current War. No. Calm ain't down. giving us no actress for nothing. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Mad. That's the point I want to make. I don't know what the hell is going on. I, I know what Lighthouse is because they got like ads for that all the time. Yeah. I've seen the commercial for that, but a lot of the shit I don't even know about. Um, like you say, man, I, I'll probably go I'll probably go see like the, the I would go see Zombieland. Uh damn, they even got Zombieland on there. Zombieland too. Double down. It came out like last week. Oh, uh, came out last week. Yeah, so yeah, Zombieland two. I might might catch up later on. Can those. you look up the numbers for Gemini Man? Um, it was like twenty one million they did they opened a week, but they spent one hundred and seventy million dollars making that movie. Okay. So they're not uh, they're not gonna get no return uh, on that that movie. So it just it just did bad. That's messed up, man. That's a good yeah, movie. No. I'm pretty sure. Right. Hey man, go 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 uh, go see it. Uh, <laughs> TV show wise, um, shout out to Watchmen, new show HBO. Um, they got to start off right. I like Regina King. I like the Watchmen story. So what I so, I, I was reading about because I ain't watched the first right, episode. I'm probably not gonna watch a little bit. Yeah, right. but I'm probably gonna really watch like uh, at the end of the season, right, just right. so I can watch it all together. So they, so it ended up costing Osmandius his fortune, trying to develop that. Like when he created the squid that caused the problems. Right, right, right. 
in turn, he thought it was going to make a future boom. But in yeah. turn, it gave people a future shock. So they ended up not buying his new product. So he ended up not having as much money as right. he thought he was going to have. Right. And then a couple people, although they don't really believe, a lot of people don't believe the Royal Star Journal, but a lot of people like live by it. Yeah, so and they're like a white supremacist group. It's a white supremacist group, which Warsaw Journal, was. it wasn't about that. But a lot of people follow that. It's almost like a cult. A lot of people follow that cult, and they do believe in white supremacy. And then you got the cavalry, which is uh, the police. And a few years in the future or in the past, police that were starting to get attacked and starting to get killed. So in this world, police have to keep their face concealed, and it's like super, it's like super liberal and super conservative at the same time. So you got the extreme of both. So police gotta they gotta call in to use their gun. They gotta get buzzed in to use their weapons, and they gotta keep their face covered up. And yes, they're kind of going against the, the like they cult, the Warshaw cult, cult, and they they got the mask, and they're white supremacy. And then so, Mister Manhattan, Doctor Manhattan is just on Mars, just chilling. Yeah, just kind of kind of. You got like a castle on Mars. He was yeah, that's what they showed him building a castle. They only showed it real quick, but he was like building up like a like a castle. Is he gonna make an appearance in the show? From what I've seen from previews, no, but definitely future planning. He, he's supposed to make it. So what is supposed to be going on now? Are they supposed to because. World peace was accomplished, right? So now they. Well, yeah. So, like I said, Vietnam is what's happened is is a state. World peace was at some part until the supremacy group came up. Um, the head sheriff, I believe, he was kind of on both sides working with the conservative, and he ended up getting killed. Then episode spoiler alert for people who didn't see it. Mm. Um, but the episode kicks off in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because it's set in Oklahoma, and they showed the Black Wall Street riots, and uh, you know said the events that happened. And they kind of tied that in to, to what's going on. And um, pretty much she, her family escaped. And I think her grandfather is the one who uh, who killed like the, the sheriff at the end. But it's uh, definitely, the squids kind of threw me off. Um, some like the, definitely the action scenes are very good. And I, I like the storyline so far. So I'm um, I'm definitely intrigued, man. Like HBO, they, they got me hooked. I've watched it like twice. So I'm probably going to watch it one more time just to get more glints before the new episode. But yeah, I, think they, I think they did a good job with this. All right, man. I mean, I I probably watch at the end of season one just to see how many episodes in the season. Like ten. They say eight. It's supposed to be eight. Um, I think that was about like said. Power took a week off. Um, so you know, talk about that later. Uh, the affair was a good episode on Showtime. Definitely heating up. Oh, the season finale of Ballers. We talked about that last week, but we can uh, we can. I don't know. I'm not gonna talk about it no. No, more. no, no. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk. About it's it. glad it's over with. <laughs> glad it's over with. Yeah. So pretty much, he got his final vote and shit like that. But yeah, uh, Ballers. Yeah, definitely ended. Um. Oh, Wu Tang, Wu Tang. I think is that the the saga finale, or it's the only season finale. So they gonna have another season. I believe so. Okay, cause that it ended off like I said, Riza shooting the guy and uh, getting his uh. His, I mean, like people who know that their backstory, like he had to go on trial for that, and that yeah. kind of transcended like the next steps of Wu Tang actually becoming something. Right. So. But he, he like I said that showed him going off to to Ohio yeah. and shit like that, and uh, he said Ghostface killed you know. The sister, but yeah, man. Like you say, man. I watching that, man. You get kind of goosebumps watching them in the in the studio, man. Just how raw and just how talented they were, and hey, man, it's, it's crazy. It's a good. So, Austin, is it any group that you would like to see a biopic or a bio documentary of? No, uh, both of you guys, yeah. Not really. Well, not necessarily. Maybe changing that dynamic. It doesn't have to be rap, but just any music or artist that you want to see something like based on their life. Probably not. I'm not. 
I'm not really super into like the musical backgrounds and stuff like that. Sometimes it's cool, but like I think this is really this was really good. This is probably one of the best ones I've seen since like the Temptations one. Like this was really really real written. The actors were definitely on point. I was saying like they end up being real good. I just I rather them just be brought to me. Like it ain't nobody's story I really want to know. Like the Migos or some shit like that. It's like I, I could I could give three. I mean fucks. I think one that I I feel like is has been a big influence on you. It's well, like okay. Kid Cudi. And I feel like uh, I seen a um, a clip of Cudi the other day. It was like an interview. He was telling people like, this ain't cool no more. Like the misogynistic shit and rapping, all the bitches and shit you talking about. And uh, he kind of talked about what he had to take away from certain artists to relate to, basically. Like, it's like, uh, I fuck with this in your music, but I don't fuck with that. I think just Cudi would have a, a crazy life from what I've heard to see kind of just developing and how he became this person. Or maybe Outkast. I'll cast too though. That'd be a good one. Yeah. That'd be a good one. I, I would like to see the outcast one. That would be good. I would like to see like a Fuji's one. They talk about they might be working yeah. on that. I would like to see outcast in totality too though. To see like what it's hard to say drove them apart, but what made them feel like they had to make separate albums. Um, I think it's just a respect type of deal. Like I think Big Boy wanted to get more into the street type of Atlanta feel, and they like said. Andre kind of got his own his own lane, so I think that was just their, their thing to just, let's just separate. Yeah, but that's a, that's a good dynamic to see to where it's like they could showcase growth and maybe how they handled it. As I mean, they still friends. Still friends. Yeah. And I, I'm just saying, like to where that's a good look to where we see the destruction of groups from that aspect. Like that's kind of what I was saying. It's like you see people kind of growing apart, and then it has an issue. To where with their aspect, it was like a mutual respect. Like, all right, now nah, we still boys. Like, you just going to do what you're going to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But that's no group has ever stayed together, man. I think even still, like, we kind of see it with the Migos where it's like, they all made their own little separate tapes. Sometimes you just want to do I it mean, on your own. Like, like they said, too, though, because uh, Offset kind of talked about that. It's like, we all family. Like, we come from the same household. So it's, it's a different dynamic of, I don't really want to outshine none of them. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is, we stayed in the same house. We slept in the same beds kind of thing. Ate the same food. I understand that this is my equal. Like, this is my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a situation where we really do move as one dynamic, one unit, as opposed to other people coming together in a, a less natural state. You know what I'm saying? Just developing a group off of a talent basis. Right. You're like, we'll tell you about shit. Men men, they, they hated each other, really. Yeah. You know, up the street and shit like Stapleton and all that and shit. And even them, they had a, a, a tighter niche of... Because even, like, I, I watched another video... Uh, recently of Ghostface kind of breaking it down it's like we all went to like elementary school together like most of us grew up yeah. in because he was saying like they neighborhood sold like dust and crystal meth and stuff yeah. and, and the other neighborhood sold a lot of weed so it was like we would go over there it just was like you know frequency and issues kind of started to happen so it was like even them had they had more of a closeness dynamic to where it's like oh, we're friends but they, to some degree but they they, they broke up yeah they but that's and that's what I'm saying was... like they had a family dynamic to where like I know one of the issues they had was with Riz's brother who was like their manager and yeah. they felt like they wasn't getting no money and stuff like that so you see that from time to time to where people kind of have a tense or a, a situation that kind of believe it their role was bigger than others in situations but there's no rap groups right now and that's one thing like, I mean the Migos are rap group, that's about it that's yeah. I mean it's realistically it's a, it's a group called uh, Next Town Down or some shit like that they're R&B group not even the R&B groups either yeah that's what, like the group thing is, is tough to explain Great Yeah. I mean, but they brothers. <laughs> yeah, Earth Gang, I'm not sure, but 
they probably got some relation too. That seemed like the only way. It's like, oh yeah, we cousins. Or, you know what I'm saying? Maybe some a Kanye like West documentary would probably be cool. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say because they, they're talking about it, but Jay ain't on board doing like a Rockefeller type like documentary and shit. We'll like see Jay Z snake them all if he producing it. We ain't gonna see none of the real that's, shit. That's, that's <laughs> he gets it. They said that like, nah, he, he gets it, but like, is the fuck's Nick Clay Thompson out there talking to him? He ain't doing shit else. Who's that girl with him? Candace uh, Parker. Parker. Oh, okay. That's sexy. <laughs> he ain't doing shit else. Yeah. But shit, I, mean, I guess that's, that was pretty much it for the TV show. I think that's it. Yeah, man. But Jay-Z produced it. Yeah, yeah. No. No, he ain't gonna produce it. That's it. He, he, he don't want no parts of it. But it's people like, yo, we should tell the story. And he's like, nah. No, yeah, that could be a story. I don't trust that nigga, man. He lied about them bricks. Man, too? I don't know if he lied about the brain. He definitely lied it's about a dude, NFL, man. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but he running like a lot of a lot of rap uh, interviews and like online bases, and he talked about that he got the real story. He's like, I did it in press, and then when my interview with Hove came out, it wasn't in there. No, and it was the light skinned nigga that be with Jay Z. It's like a puffy faced light skinned yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that Elliot. Yeah, he was like Elliot is the one that took it out. He like no nah, no. Nah. He like Hove, you ain't like that. He like no nah, no. Nah. It was Elliot, man. Elliot took it out. Like, but he made the right decision. But he he addressed the bricks uh, like a year ago and shit like that, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah the nigga had man. twenty years to come up with a story. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, uh, he he talked about that. Yeah, that was nothing. No man, like I said, my issue with Hove has always been I pay attention to vibes and stories. Well, he's not the one that's talking about it. It's more of like Bigs and I'm saying they want to do it. Yeah, he he said he don't want to do. I mean, it makes sense. Like I said, even when we talked about the difference between you know what I'm saying stuff of Hove's personally. A nigga like that might take a lesser lesser role just because they got to eat. Binks might have stepped off back in the day, but he knew at a certain point, shit, Hove got shit on lock, so I might have to just bite my tongue on certain shit. But now when you get in those situations, the seams going to start to fall apart. Like I said, Hove said, as long as I'm alive, Bleak is a millionaire. I ain't seen Memphis Bleak in a while. Uh, they had him on the... No, somebody made like a 50 worst rapper. People got to stop these lists, man. Somebody made like a 50 worst rapper list. And he shit shouldn't like be on that list? That, no. That nigga sucked. Oh, Memphis Bleak had a nice, he had a nice run, man. He yeah, Jay Z was writing his raps. He writes some of them, but they always helping each other out. But now his no, Memphis Bleak was like definitely from like ninety eight to like two thousand. He was straight. He ain't one of the worst, man. But everybody needs to stop with the list, man. Enough with the list. No more lists, man. Uh, be nice, Call of Duty coming out, man. You buying it? It look good. I'm broke, but I plan on buying it eventually. It look real good. Yeah, I plan on buying it eventually. Just give me something else to play. I don't think I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, them Tim's. They uh, they said somebody bid on them, so they'll probably be gone next week. So. All right, man. That's pretty much it for me. Hey, for y'all. That's it, man. That's it. Everybody have a nice, safe weekend, man. When's Halloween? Next Thursday. Hmm. Be nice. What you doing for Halloween, man? Zero again. Okay. No be, movies that I want to be. <laughs> be zero again, dog. Aw. Nice, Jason. I'm thinking I'm going to throw that Jason mask back on. I haven't I went trick-or-treating so and been Halloween since I was like 14 or 13. Would y'all go to a hundred house? Because somebody's been trying to get me to go to a hundred yeah, house. Yeah, I go. Siobhan trying to get us to go to a hundred house yeah, I'm this broke. weekend. I'm not going. But I don't want to go neither. But I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, go. Yeah, I was about to. Then say he's scared of going because he don't want to scream out loud. Like, ah! Like he said he's prone to doing that. You know like, what? I just don't think nothing can like scare me. Like it had to be something real to scare me. Like I, I don't think it's like a, I, just can't, I, I don't think, think that's what he's saying. I think that's more like a startled some shit touch yeah. your hand from out of nowhere. Like I think you you ain't got no choice but to react. I know I'm walking into a haunted house. Oh, but I'm shit, still something touched my hand. It's <laughs> not scary. It's scary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
did scare you. I don't think that's scary. Like you walk in that bitch and grab your foot. Yeah, that's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's that right there. That's scary. Like, you know nobody can hurt you, but it's like, if they fuck on touch you too much, it's like, oh, shit, you ain't supposed to do that either. Is you really in yeah, it was a fuck. To be a smoke, we worked at a, a hundred house, and I was scaring the fuck out of like these kids. I was like, hey, hide on the end of the door. I mean, end of the hallways, and they couldn't see me next to the door. And I just pop up, yeah! and like I scared this kid so bad. This dude, like, come on, man, I got two kids with me. Yeah, are you playing too much? Y'all? You're scared niggas. <laughs> like, little dude, like, well, y'all want to be scared? Y'all come here to be scared. Yeah, that's what I told him. Like, bro, why you bring him? <laughs> <laughs> I was scared the fuck out of people that day. It was so funny. But that's the thing, though. Like I said, it's just like a startling. Something touch you or bump into you. Or it's just like a... Like you said, you broke character. And like, why you bring them? Sometimes they don't break character. And then, you know, it's like psychological. you like, damn, is this... He could just be a real crazy nigga. <laughs> this nigga could have snuck in. Maybe he ain't a part of the show. You just kind of fucked up in that on the house. But I think for the most part, most of them not actually scared anyways. Alright, man. Well, I'll try to get Austin Jason mask, man, so I can be Jason. I got another mask. I, I got it. But Dad broke it a little bit, so we have to fix it oh, a little man, bit. Somebody don't touch that shit, man. Yeah, he broke it a little bit, but alright, man. Alright, y'all boys. Take it easy. Have a good night. Peace out.